This is The Gem on the Queen's Crown, a podcast talking about Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. Here's the host, Lee W. Mowen. Episode 22 is now live on the Gem of the Queen's Crown, available on iTunes and your favorite iOS podcast players, along with Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, CastBox, Acast, Overcast, Anchor.fm, PocketCast, Player.fm, Podbean, and Spreaker. And I'm joined with the one and only Mark Schlemmer. You sound like you just gave a weather forecast. Overcast, upcast, Over. downcast. I mean, I'll figure out more casts wow. throughout the podcast. It's going to be cloud and snowy, I take it. On Good to see you again. I haven't seen you since the, what, New Year? Yeah. It's been before. Been. At least you brought some warmer temperatures with you this time. But Yeah, you know, I try. I no, try my best. Glad to do this again. And originally, this one was scheduled to be the Travco and Johnny Ortiz Jr. Ohio State-Michigan battle, which, like both of their teams, seem to have trouble getting on the field. But we have rescheduled that one for next Monday. They're both off work, so we finally will get that in the can, hopefully. Yeah, but it's nice to come and talk sports with you, Mark. I mean, you had had a great, successful sports show in Dayton. Unfortunately, the last couple days, as I'm sure most people know, and I will address it right off the bat or out the bat, whatever you call it, why I stopped writing again and i don't like doing that because it's like the boy crying wolf you stop you start you stop you start and again i understand that it's not the majority of your the people on here it's not their fault it's not i get that and that's what makes it hard to stop writing but i've tried and tried and begged people every sunday i mention it it's not a politics zone which everybody's been pretty good about that and i i can take some of the trash talk, the swearing to a point, but when it gets past ridiculous, that's where enough's enough. There's a lot of, I guess the easiest way for me to say it, I respect my page way too much. I respect the people on the page. They deserve better. The page deserves better, and I sure as hell deserve better. I do this for free. I'm not begging for cash. Or anything. I'm just saying I do it for free at all hours of the day and night because I enjoy doing it. But when it crosses the line, and I know people have said just block them, I don't like blocking people. I'm not a school teacher, and if I blocked everybody that needed to be blocked at one time or another, I'd be talking to myself. And I understand, again, that it comes to the territory, but when you start talking about body parts going in different parts of other people's bodies, no, sorry, you are gone. Now, I will start blocking more people. Um, I appreciate all the kind comments that people have put on the page since I stopped the other day. Um, I just a little bit testy, to say the least. It just gets old when you have to keep. I guess you would expect people of that age to know better. Um, they seem to forget they want me back on radio, but radio people are listening and reading the page and seeing that stuff does not help one bit. In fact, it does a lot of damage, and if nothing else, it makes you look stupid. You know, I understand the topics can get a little heated. But for the life of me, Ohio State Michigan is pretty bad. But for Wright State and Dayton, teams that don't even play each other, to get that brutal, you know, yeah, it'll take a look in the mirror, folks, because that's really pathetic. 
Now, a little bit of the trash I'll give you, but why every time there's a Dayton post, somebody has to comment about Rice State. If it's the other way around, you have to jump on their page and basically squirt on them. Stop. You want me to keep writing for you? Stop. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, enough. And I'll block anybody. I don't care who you are. You want me to block people? You want me to put them in a penalty box? Fine. That's how you want to play. I'll do it for a while. I miss writing. I missed Elvis Presley's birthday yesterday. That's pathetic. You know. And I know you like the king. There's a lot of good stuff on here. There's a lot of stuff going on in sports. But if I can't even report on a UD or Wright State score without the garbage the other night, I was in bed. Which people I do sleep once in a while. I know that's hard to believe. I have a perfect life. Wait, sleep? And a great one, but you know. Yeah, I got woke up. Which, okay, I appreciate it because I was asleep. But people, if I want to block somebody, I'll be the first to do it. I appreciate your suggestions, but if you don't like them, block them yourself. Then you don't have to see it. But if I blocked everybody, I'd be doing it all day. So, that being said, I guess the one thing that struck me yesterday, and for those of you that might not have seen this on the page, our good friend Tammy, Tammy 12, Tammy Lease, there was an Amber Alert out for one of her daughters. That's very serious stuff. That, folks, is what real life is about. What my page is about is to try to have fun, give you a place to talk sports, since there obviously is none in the Dayton area. Let me repeat that. Since there's obviously nowhere on radio to talk sports in the Dayton area, that, folks, is life. If you've got to carry a sports talk conversation or page beyond the limits of stupidity, Try looking at that post once and putting yourself in Tammy's shoes. That's what life's about. You want to get serious about it? There it is. So try to keep in mind, before it gets too stupid, that this is for fun, you know? And also think about it, too. We're all sports fans. thing is, win or lose, is your life drastically going to change the next day because of it? Apparently, some do that night. And And, I, and again, I get the fan part of it, but... I'd hate to think the best I could come up with is telling somebody what part of the body I'm going to put in a certain place. Can't you be a little more original than that? I mean, for God's sake, it's not that hard to trash talk a little better than that. So, that being said, I'll start writing probably again tomorrow. You know, I appreciate, again, all the nice comments. I truly do. And I, and I do feel bad about stopping. But, again, it does get a little bit old having to do this you know, stop writing because of a fool. So that being said, I do thank everybody for being on the page and for all the kind words. And I did see we've crossed 92,000 comments the other night. That's, that's ridiculous. That's insane. But that, yeah, that's, you know, characteristic that's, that's all of, the people. That, that's yeah, everybody that's, doing it. That's the sports family. Now, by the time this hits, by the time you upload it or whatever the technical term is, yeah. UD plays at seven. We're taping right now at 615. They're on Facebook stadium, something or other, something or other. People are probably going, huh? What is that? Okay, so stadium is a social media channel of sorts. I know stadium because on Twitter they advertise a lot, and Twitter is all about live streaming, whether you want to believe that or not. So I see them all the time on Twitter. The easiest thing I can tell you to do, which... 
at the time you're listening to this, you you know, it might be a little too late, but you go on Stadium, you can go on their Facebook page, it's probably the easiest, watch Stadium, um, and then there's this big blue button that says watch video. It pops up to watchstadium.com, and I'm trying to find, oh, here it is. It says um, upcoming live events towards the right side of the website. And what we're looking at right now, your live event is Lahai at Army West Point Swimming and Diving. So if you want to watch that right now, you know, bring over your laptop, Mark, and we can watch Swimming and Diving. I'd be, I'd be distracted. Actually, in a couple of weeks, I get to announce the last Wright State Swimming match. Now, is this something that Dayton's only on once this year, I assume. I think so. I, I don't know. So. I mean, I don't know how many times that stadium's going to be airing this, but there's a lot of I live think events. a lot of people are going to listen to Larry and Bucky a little bit. I mean, that's probably, you know, if you're not, I don't I don't know what's the nicest way to say it. If you're not into social media like I have I came up on my Facebook today and had the big blue button with the screen. The only reason I know what it was, but I doubt seriously that I would even try it. But that being said... We might as well lead off with UD basketball since they're struggling. Actually, real quick, I think this is free. You don't need – you just need internet. Yeah, that's what it said, Facebook. So that's you it. can watch it for free on online, so that's, that's UD, really cool. UD right now is struggling, yeah. and I know that delights a lot of right state people, among many others, and that's understandable. I get the best rivalry in history without ever playing. Yeah. But – I don't. I'm not one that buys into the excuses of their young team, because in my mind, they're really not. You've got Cunningham, Daryl Davis, Crosby, Zerius Williams. There's four guys off the top of my head that played a lot last year. Now, granted, they lost a lot of minutes. I I know that, but and points per game is close to seventy. With you also brought in some pretty good freshmen. Mm-hmm. Every team has to survive on freshmen, and it takes time. Yeah, but to keep using that is a reason I'm not buying. Anthony Grant, I think, has got his hands full because the other night they were on NBC Sports Network when UMass beat them. Yeah, when the announcers from NBC Sports, who obviously don't see UD play often, halfway through the second half make the comment, "Dayton doesn't deserve to win this game. They don't even care. They don't have any fire. They're not putting out an effort." That's sad. That's it is. sad. And I know Anthony's trying to teach players lessons. He can coach great, but if the players don't play well and they don't want to play well, That's, it ain't happening. Yeah. I do know, and I can tell you factually, Anthony has taken it very, very hard right now. He doesn't want to fail. He doesn't want to let the fans down. It's his alma mater. Give him time. And I don't like that term either as a coach, unless you're the coach and you go, hey, yeah, it'll be okay. Is it a down year? Right now, I'd say it's headed that way. I mean, you got to look at the two losses, though. UMass. Penn. I'm not sure. Well, Penn, yeah. I mean, there's that, a lot of bad losses. I mean, the the Duquesne one is the first one. And Duquesne shot three-point ball quite well. But you can't lose game. to those teams and consider yourself good. But Duquesne's top of the A-10 right now, aren't they? Which means what? The A-10's I mean, down. Yeah. But UD is going to... Right now, if they win 15-16, no, it's not a great year. It'll get them in the NIT because they'll host a game and the crowd goes wild and all that. But yeah. give them time. You see flashes, and then all of a sudden you see 
like they just clock out. The first half, they were leading UMass, wasn't it? They were dominating. And then the second half, they just disappear. Yeah. And that's that's on the players. That's not – Anthony can't do anything. He can try and try. He can yank guys in and out all he wants. But if the horses aren't going to run, they're not going to be back in the paddock next year. It's as simple as that. Yeah. But I just don't want people giving up on him, which they're going to do, because that's what fans do that are stupid. Don't jump off the ship. And I don't think UD fans are going to bail out, but they're going to be grumbling. And that's all part of it. But give the guy an opportunity. I think you mentioned it. If the Flyers survive the Jim O'Brien years, the three really bad years... They can survive anything. You will survive anything. And this, I mean... I feel Grant will have this Flyers team back up next year. It may year, not maybe. be this year. If yeah. he can put a run on by tournament time and maybe be a threat in the A-10 tournament, that'd be great. Right now, where I'm looking at it, I don't see it because I see these guys quit too often. Um, like you said, they had a nice lead in a couple games, and by second half, they disappear. I was coming home from Greenville. I was listening to Dayton at St. Mary's. I mean, that was a late game, so thank God I was uh, leaving Dark County late. First half was great, and then I wake up uh, after getting home. Second half, I'm just like, what oh, happened? No. Yep. Oh. They'll be okay. The, the other side of that coin, you have Wright State that is playing extremely well. Absolutely. And that's not music to Dayton fans' ears. No. Scott Nagy has done a great job. He's got kids playing hard. They're diving on the floor. They're doing everything they need to do to win. And I know UD fans are going to go, well, Horizon League's not that good. Well, the A-10's not very good right now either. No. Oakland, Northern Kentucky, there are teams in the Horizon that are okay. And even if they're not, all right, she has to do is win the conference tournament or the conference to get in a tournament. So All it takes is a tournament. you got to give Scott Nagy credit. Now, that being said, People are going to scream and go, well, let them win more than once. Let them win a tournament game. And I, and I get it. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah. But you have to win number one before you win number two. Exactly. So get in it. Get your fan base more in. Now, they play at Northern Kentucky Thursday. That will be for first place. They're both unbeaten. Four they come home and play the Penguins from Youngstown State. And they're 3-0. and They're half a game back. Ooh. They go right to North, or they go to the Green Bay, Milwaukee after that. But after that, they got all home games. So if they can weather the storm on these road games, you should have a pretty good path to the tournament. NKU is going to be a tough game. I mean, it's at NKU, and the Norse... They're good. I don't, I don't think they've lost a home game this year at BB&T. I mean, that's a beautiful arena, too. Very nice. Very, very nice. Home of the River Monsters in Northern Kentucky once. And in UC's North- playing there, I believe, aren't they? Yep, they're playing there this year until Fifth Third Arena gets done. I just get a kick out of, again, going back to the, the rivalry... It's amazing how much garbage you spit out about it. It's just another team, you know? Yeah. If you're not worried about them, why are you it's, killing them that way? It's another team. I mean, think of it this way. Dayton can operate without Wright State. Wright State could operate without Dayton. The two don't need each other to get No, get they don't need business. each other to exist. No. I heard Coach Jim Brown do an interview not too long ago, and he – he said it so perfectly. He's a UD graduate. And they asked him, and he said, well, honestly, it's sad, but some people at UD think if they get beat, it's going to crush the fan base and on and on. And he said, it's not. Wright State beat them the year they went to a Sweet 16. 
Yeah. And his point was, it's not about the game itself, but look what it does for the community. Back then, they it was like an extra dollar ticket and it went to the food bank or whatever. That's where people are missing it. As Ric Flair says, you want to be the man? Beat the man. And if you are the man, why, are you, afraid, why are you afraid to play anybody? Yeah. The way I brought it, hey, all comers, come and get it. If UD's that good, or whoever you want to name, if you beat them, you'll shut them up. So, I just... I mean, I, I get know the rivalry, but it's just foolish. I know, I know it's a hornet's nest. I graduate and I work at Wright State. I also work at Dayton. I work at both places and I like both schools. I coached at Dayton. I grew up on Dayton and people still think I hate Dayton. And you're and wearing a Wright State, State sweatshirt on. Well, that comes which, from, nice, nice well, choice. Well, that's by the Billy way. Donlin, you know, when he was there. Yeah. I've got a lot of good friends at Wright State. They treated me very well. Speaking of Wright State basketball. I still can't believe I forgot that you sat right in front of me while I was in college. I'm like, I looked through time hop. Yeah, it wasn't like, like there was a lot of people sitting up there with us on that little bandstand or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot better than, you know, the views that we originally hey, got. Good but seats hey. are available. Hey. Man, those were the days. I, I mean, I could spend a whole podcast episode talking about the fun times I had at It WWE was an interesting, too. and honestly, back then, that was the first time I'd ever been to a game in Rice State. And I remember Bob Grant thought I was kidding, and I wasn't. I never had a reason to go out there. Yeah. And I remember he had asked me to kind of critique what I saw the first night. And I wasn't trying to be mean. I was just astounded at what what I saw. saw. Yeah. And I posted it on the blog page when I was on the air at O&E. And I was just honest. And a copy of that made its rounds all through Wright State's administration. I was getting calls from the cheerleading director that told me everything I think imaginable. But the things I saw, I'm still kind of shaking my head. And you wonder why there wasn't anybody there. The atmosphere was like going to get your teeth drilled. The band showed up five minutes before game time, played one song, and then it was back to the overhead music. It was just astounding. But... You're being honest. That's I was being very honest. I mean, sometimes honesty hurts. I mean, well, they want to get better. You know, you can't act like a high school and then expect to be Division One. But they're Nagy will get it going. Billy got it going. Brad Brownell got it going. It just should be farther down the tracks than it is, and hopefully, Nagy will keep pushing. I think he will because he he has the attitude like you know what, screw you, I'm doing it my way. He spent 21 years with South Dakota State before taking the and did very well. Job. Absolutely. I mean, well, it's like John Gruden. That large check will make you move real quick. Ten years, a hundred million dollars. I watched the the presser today, and I posted a picture this afternoon. I thought I had bad hair. Mark Davis and John Gruden's hairstyle side by side make me look like Fabio. <laughs> I just looked at that and went, "Oh my God, hundred million dollars doesn't make that any better." I find it amusing that. John today saying all the right things. I wanted to be a Raider, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, $100 million would make me be a lot of things. Is this the first year of Gruden? Is that the first year they're at Las Vegas, or do they have another year at Oklahoma? Well, from what I remember, and I saw the other day, I don't know that it'll be two years. Uh, there was a problem with the stadium issue in Vegas. There was something that came up, and it might be even two years for Oakland. And I got to believe that's why Gruden, John I'm not going to say he was a great NFL coach. He won the Super Bowl yeah. with Dungy's guys, as they keep saying. But he had been to a title game, the famous Tuck game against New England. 
New or Oakland has to make a big splash with the new stadium, the new move. Well, what better than to go pay him? Now, yeah. granted, hundred million is probably ice cream money to an NFL team if you spread it out, which it looks like it's a backloaded deal, so they could pay off Del Rio and some others. And there's no taxes in Vegas, so why not backload it for the yeah. third year? I don't know that he'll be successful. He says the right things. He's been out of coaching ten years, but saying the um, right thing doesn't. That Not necessarily. Well, mean you'll do the right. But Dick thing. Vermeil came out of nowhere after being out a long time. A lot of guys have. Hell, I've been off the radio almost six, seven years, but I think I can still do it. Yeah. But if you don't have the players, you're really not going to be successful. But I found the press conference amusing. <laughs> it's always, oh, I always wanted to be here. Really? Well, then where I mean, were you? You mean you're going to be there for a year or two before the team moves to Vegas? Well, if they so. don't play well after three years with him. Mm. Look out. Yeah. Now, one thing we missed by not seeing each other is our favorite two teams in Ohio, the Bengals and the Browns. Oh, boy. Let us start with the Bengals and the bringing back of one Marvin Lewis. Yeah. I um, thought I had seen pretty much everything stupid out of the Bengals. But no, I haven't. Now, I can make an argument, as some people have, why they brought him back. There isn't anybody better. He knows the players. Mikey's comfortable. Well, after 15 years of no playoff wins, only radio comes to mind as a business you can be pathetic at what you do and stay on the job. And that's proven every day in town on 1410 radio, along with 980 and many other stations. Marvin, no question. Change the culture, but that was back in 2002. So you're going on whatever, 13, 14, 15 years with no wins in a playoff. Um, you made it seven times, but that's great and all. But the Three Stooges yeah. could win one. Well, Andy Reid could. That was number seven for him in a row. Mm. But the one thing Marvin's press conference, and maybe he was playing it because he knew how it would shake out, Maybe he got what he wanted, more control, because obviously a lot of coordinators and coaches are gone. That that tree is shaking in Cincinnati. Which the, the players are there. Now, Marvin, it's your ball now. You know what? Here it is. You said you're going to make changes. I want to see if he's going to do what I screamed at all year, play Westerman and Redmond. He finally did, and look what happened. Are you going to play the younger guys, which he's not ever been known of doing? They needed some help. Terrell Lawson's a great addition as a D coordinator. I'm seeing point to the sky when you say this. John Kitna possibly yeah. being your quarterback. Oh, wait, I got to point I, to the sky as John did. What a great idea. So what, yeah. he can be your third string quarterback while you're at it. And also they hired wide receivers coach Bob Bicknell and also looking at well, They Jim brought McNally. Jason Bernie back. Yeah, Jim McNally was there as a consultant, which I didn't even know he was still around. Um, Jim Haslett, uh, I mean – Linebacker coach. I thought maybe they'd give him a sniff, a D coordinator, but I think Marvin's complaining about coaches pretty much forced him not to. Um, and I don't have a problem with that. Hazlitt's a proven coach. Yeah. Um, the staff is shaping up. Now they're talking about going to a 4-3, 3-4. Well, for me, a good defense can do anything. And I saw Terrell Lawson made that comment today. The pressure is definitely on Marvin now. That being said, Big Ben's 105, may retire, may not. Flacco is really on the downside, and the Browns are still the Browns until further notice. Um, it was an interesting 
decision, to say the least. Will it work out? Well, I'd like to think so, but unless Marvin has really decided, okay, I'm doing it my way now, like it or not, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, right now he's shaking the tree, and I like what he's doing, but we're not going to find out the results until Until they start. Yeah. And the Browns, okay, you brought John Dorsey in, who's a proven GM. But again, you're 1-31 as a head coach in two years. And I don't care if you're playing with nobodies. If you can't stumble around and win more than one, and there was games they had won and gave away, I have a problem with them bringing him back. Did they think all of a sudden he's going to become Vince Lombardi? I just don't get it. Now, I thank him for bringing him back because that kept the Bengals from bringing him back. But it's just, it's it's amazing that failure gets rewarded again. Let me ask you on the Browns 0-16 parade. What's your thoughts on that? If I was a player, and you can paint it a lot of ways, it's easy to go, guess what, win a few games and you won't have to worry about it. Yeah. As a player, I would be very, very bitter. Now, if I look at it on the other hand and go, it's not really a parade, it's a protest from the fans, which it was. Yeah. Okay, then I can go, yeah, they're trying to get through to our owners. On the other hand... I mean, it's still a bitter pill to swallow. Yeah, I I mean, mean, it's... You went 0-16, and you don't want to have a quote-unquote parade, quote-unquote celebrating Even the Bengals, as bad as they used to be, didn't have a parade. I know, they never reached 0-16, which, you know, you look back and like, Wow. It's it's sad, and I have a lot of friends that are been or Browns fans, and I feel for them. Um, as a player, God Almighty, by week nine, ten, you're on the slide down. Mm-hmm. Going to practice, going to games, it's it's got to be miserable. I've been on some teams that are bad. I mean, bad. And you just really, the more you struggle, the more you get deeper in a hole. Um, they have talent. Now the top. Two out of the top four picks. What are you going to do? Um, for me, I don't draft a quarterback with either pick. I don't see anybody in the draft that makes me jump up and go, wow. Or I don't see any quarterback where another team's going to trade up. I don't see it. Yeah. Um, there's too many free agent quarterbacks coming out. There's too many veterans that you can get to bridge. Kaiser wasn't the worst. He wasn't the best. But I feel like he was better early in the season, and once, you know... Well, it started down the hill. He was done. But I think he is good enough to be your backup to learn if you can... Kirk Cousins is a pipe dream. Eli Manning is going back to the Giants, probably. Yeah. But there are still... Look at the Vikings. Keenum, Bradford, Bridgewater. Now, two of those guys aren't coming back. They're all three free agents. Yeah. A.J. McCarron, if you wanted him once, you might want him again. So for me, if I'm Cleveland, no, I don't even bother looking at a quarterback. Now, maybe in the third, fourth round, if somebody's sitting there, okay. But they're screaming Saquon Barkley. Okay, if Crowell doesn't come back, if they let him walk, okay, maybe. Um, Duke Johnson, I like a lot. I wish he was on the Bengals, actually. Um, I don't think they gave him the ball near enough. I mean, with Duke's ability to catch he's james brooks yeah he's a more powerful james brooks but okay barkley's sitting there for okay i'll tell you but there's a lot of other running backs that i could the kid for alabama well they got like three of them you know i could see one of them um maybe an offensive lineman maybe a defensive back somebody it's an impact 
I know people are going trade out, trade out, get more picks. You already got enough picks. You got 15. If you yeah. can't find 15 players, and what do you got, like 12 in the top four rounds? No. Try holding your picks once and, you yeah. know, getting some good players. Um, the Bengals' offensive line is another draftable question. Going back to him, Blodine's a free agent. I'm sorry. I've seen your act. Bye-bye. There's the door. You know, have a nice day. Um, Eifert, people are questioning that. Now, if you bring him back cheap on an incentive-laden deal, okay. Yeah, I can, I can live that. with that. Um, both teams, I think the Browns are already, they can't go any worse. The Bengals are on the cusp of, well, do we go backward into the dreaded 80s and 90s, or do we take a step forward? This has to be a year for Cincinnati. You got to take that step. If you forward. don't, if you fall back again to a six win, seven win season, by that time, I think the fans are going to be screaming. It's going to be ugly as ugly can get. Um, I, I'd say if it's an ugly season, Mark, uh, Mark will be gone. Yeah. Now, getting to better football, good games over the weekend for the NFL. Atlanta is now the sixth seed still, but they're a favorite going into number one seed Philadelphia. Guru, I'm sorry, buddy. That's that's like the first time that's ever happened, too. Well, it? without Wentz, I get it. Foles in Johnny Unitas, but he's not pathetic. He's not he's not Johnny Manziel. The games were good. Um, playoff games now, Jacksonville and Buffalo, I think people are still asleep. But or, are suffering from food poisoning with the teal hamburger buns. Did you weekend, see that? Oh, yeah. Teal hamburger buns? Are you serious? Yeah, I don't That's the I color of mold. Yeah, I, I don't believe I want mold. that. No. This week will be fun. If the Patriots and all that nonsense going on, um, kind of reminds you of the old Cowboys with Jimmy Johnson. If New England struggles, then you're going to hear all about it being all the distractions, so forth. Yeah. I think Belichick is going to look into the Giants job because I think there's a lot of smoke there. But I don't think he takes it. I mean, he's got um, he's got a good thing in New England. But if there's that much rift between Brady's not losing his fight because he's Bob Kraft's boy, he's not. You're not getting rid of Brady. Belichick might finally go okay. Plus, if he loses both of his coordinators, which is possible, yeah. Now he's got to start over again. Well, why not start over in a new place? New York's always been his dream job. Um, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. I'll be the most stunned man in America if Jacksonville sniffs like they did last time in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's at Not home. this time. I mean, well, they picked them off five times the first time this year. That ain't uh, happening this time. I yeah, think both games will be a blowout. Not that I want to see that matchup, but I think it's going to happen. I, I think that if Ben gets two or three, you know, there he goes to the bench. I think Pittsburgh wins that easy. Yeah. Patriots. I like Tennessee a little bit, but not that much. Yeah, I like New England on that. Tennessee might get popped by about 21. I, I, I see the Patriots winning that. I'd like to see Philadelphia win. Atlanta's healthy. They're getting better. I don't mind either, to be honest. I mean, I like Atlanta's running back. Duel I like Sanu. Coleman. I like, I like Sanu, too. I like, you know, Matty I've never Ice. been a Matty Ryan fan. I don't know what it is. Maybe he's too squeaky clean. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a fan. And I want to see the wrestling guru. Get to taste of fruits of victory. That'd be yeah. nice to see. Um, Without Wentz, too, that'd be pretty impressive. Yeah, again, Foles, not Manziel, but not you. But he's capable. Either. Yeah, he can do you it. You know, I mean, he is capable, which again proves you better have a good backup, or you're not going anywhere. Um, but good football last night's game, which I know people are talk about Alabama. I think Commissioner McKinney is still smoking his 
<laughs> eyeballed cigars and sucking on cognac after last night. <laughs> um, How about the halftime switch of quarterbacks, though? That takes a lot of guts. I give Nick Saban credit, and he said it after the game. We needed to throw, and he was our best shot. About Hertz's attitude towards the whole thing. He was. He, I don't know if he did that because he was on camera. I appreciate what he did. Yeah, I do um, too. You know, it's a tough way for Georgia to lose. The kicker got bailed out, obviously, from Bama. Um, My lord. I know people screamed about two SEC teams, and I'm not in favor of that. Now, basketball, you can do it because you're playing the tournament all the way through. I'm not in favor of, and we've talked about before, giving a team a chance when they can't even win their own conference. I mean, the playoff system isn't perfect, but do you really want to go back to the days where you're one and two? Okay, you're playing for a championship. Well, Everyone else, bye. Today it came out the final rankings with are about as meaningless as boobs on a nun. Well, yeah. UCF, who goes undefeated, does everything they're asked to do, is fifth. Or no, they were, yeah, they were fifth. Ohio State was sixth. Ohio State was five. No, UCF yeah, was, was six. Yeah, yeah, that's what Okay, it was. that makes no sense. Um, I get Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. Okay, fine. But the, those poll rankings, maybe for next year, that's lovely. I'm not buying it. But they I, don't mean anything they to don't. actually play. I think you need to expand it. Quit this four-week in-between nonsense of waiting. Use the bowl games leading up to it as the playoff system. One, yeah. it'll give the bowl games a better name. Mm -hmm. They always cry that, well, you can't expect these fans to travel. Oh, really? Well, one, it's mostly corporate money buying the tickets, and these fan bases are big enough that they'll yeah. travel. And yeah. it helps everybody. It's a win-win. Don't feed me the nonsense of, well, the kids got to go to school, because the kids aren't going to school anyway. So, no. nice effort, but that's not the reality of it. I mean, think about this. If you're going to college, your precious moments aren't going to be going to class. I mean, unless you're it's a real... up in the woods with your girl in precious moments. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But... You gotta remember the times you were cheering on your sports teams. If you like sports, if you don't like sports, then why are you listening to this sports podcast? Well, uh, as an but, athlete, yeah, you have tutors, but your mind is on winning a national title. That's the way it is, folks. Now, yeah, and I'll applaud Wright State golf clap. Their basketball team has over a three whatever grade point. Uh, okay, that's outstanding. Three point, and, and two I applaud or something that. Like that. Yeah, hey. my baseball team at UD had over a three point. And they didn't get the smarts from me. But, no, that's very, very commendable. But the reality of it is college athletics are a farm system for professionals. Now, very few go and get the degree, which that's the idea. Um, how do you fix that? I think for me, you give the athletes up to a 10-year window to come back and get their degree. After that 10-year period, unless they are in professional sports, which at that point they can afford their own, then it, the bet's off. You have 10 full years to come back and get your degree. Maybe it's a good idea, maybe not. Um, but the, the game last night, I don't know that it was a, a good game or if it was a bad game made to look better because it was overtime. I don't know. Um, I watched it, unlike a lot of people said they wouldn't, but did. Yeah. Um, if you're a football fan, you're going to watch. Now, you, the you late like, time frame is a little tough on old people. And from what I read on Twitter, too, the length of, you know, actually playing. Like, it was, what, about 11 o'clock before it, was, it got to halftime, something like well, that? Well, then you have now college football is poisoned with these stupid halftime shows, which the lip syncing was 
really bad. Um, who who was even the performer? Oh God, I didn't. I'm try- oh, um, there's a reason there's why a one name thing I've never heard of. Him. I just remember the Black Panther preview movie or whatever was part of it. But hmm. I don't go to a movie to watch football games, and I don't go to football games to watch a band. Sorry, just me. Um, Do you think sports fans would go to theaters if they showed sporting events? That'd be the only way you're gonna get me there. But no, That's I mean it, it's. I got a kick out of the the NFL ratings are down eight percent, nine percent, whatever, and everybody's blaming it on people are kneeling and they're doing this. No, sorry. When's the last time a player actually kneeled? I haven't seen that in like months. I just, if you're a fan, you're going to watch the games. There's other yeah. reasons. Maybe your team stinks. Maybe it's you got other things going on. But there's other reasons. If you're a fan, you're going to watch it. You yeah, know, I, that's just silliness to me. But that's again, that's just me being a Browns or. A, Sports band too. Exactly. Um, the other stuff going on, um, you know, like I said, I touched on why we stopped. The flying to the hoop is coming to town this weekend. I think it starts. You got yes. six of the top ten teams in the nation showing up, and you got um, lots of local talent too. Mister um, Horseman's done a great job. We got Bull Bull coming in, Manu's kid. Mm-hmm. I think I heard him say the other day they got seven kids over seven feet coming into this thing. That's insane. And the funny part is... They're going to have to duck underneath the uh, the entrance. Well, so. Friday night, they've got their feature game. Trouble is, Friday night, UD's got a home game. Yeah, that's... And I guess he's taking calls and people are not happy about it. Well, guess what? Too bad. Yeah. You, you got, got a choice. You got to hold the event. You know, sorry like... you want to go see UD instead, but... Bring a radio to... Fly you know, the hoop, you know. There's no. You want to see these kids play? There's your choice. There's no full radio coverage. I mean, there's radio stations covering their individual games, but there's no full coverage. No, I, I mean, I want to. I got a chance to go if I want to go this weekend. I it would be fun for me. I'd rather go see UD. In all honesty, but that's I'd rather see the kids that are here. Um, I'll wait and see these other guys on TV. Let me tell you about the local teams participating. You got Kettering Fairmont as the host. You also have the Xenia Buccaneers, the Princeton Vikings, Trotwood Madison, Miamisburg, Sydney, Versailles, Middletown, Springfield, Franklin Monroe, not to be confused with the villages in Butler and Warren County. This is Franklin Monroe in Pittsburgh, Ohio, not spelled like the Pennsylvania town either. Minster, Fort Loramie, Thurgood Marshall, Hughes out of Cincinnati. You don't like Big Red? Well, sorry, I can't help you there. And, of course, Huber Heights Wayne. And Wayne's battle is one and two in the state with Upper Arlington. That's a big matchup. There's some there's some very good games in here. He has done an unbelievable job. I think they're the number two rated tournament mm-hmm. in the country. I um, I actually got a chance to listen to Justin's show on 1410. It was a good it, interview. Yes, it was. It was I think a little lengthy. But I didn't get to good. hear. I didn't get to hear the whole thing. But Justin and Myers, they did a nice job. It was very well done. Um, I know there are some issues with the tournament that I know Mr. Horse won't go into because it's kind of a double-edged sword for him. Yeah, he can't play games at the arena or Nutter. Supposedly because of NCAA says you can't have a prospective athlete on campus. But yeah, riddle me this. Why can Ohio High School Athletic Association play tournaments, state tournaments at the Nutter Center and or UD Arena? Answer, they want a piece of the pie from this tournament, and it ain't happening. Pretty simple. 
Can you imagine if they played at the Nuthouse or UD Arena, how many more tickets could be sold? Um, quite a few. A whole lot. But and, Trent Arena has been good to them, so you don't yeah. want to no, leak on them either. Don't rock the boat. That's your, what is it, your third largest basketball court around here? My alma mater when it was Fairmont West. But he yeah. does an unbelievable job with that tournament. I wonder if they could, well, no, because there wouldn't be enough seats. I just wonder if they could play at the only arena in the country named Building 8. Yeah. The problem is parking, people complain about having to pay for parking. And then walking. But the to games are free. Eight. So, you know. Yeah. I Speaking mean, of our boy not... Jeff, he plays tomorrow night. I forget where. Owens. Owens. They're playing at home in. The only world-famous building named Building 8. Sinclair is 1-2 and two in OCCAC play. With they their play win. again Saturday at home? I know uh, they got two in a row. I think they do, yes. Their only win was against Hawking College for uh, league play. And also your local OCCAC teams. Edison is 1-2. and two. The light bulbs. Chargers. Light bulbs. Zaps. No, the light bulbs. The, the thunderbolts. Oh, wait, no, no. that's not modern. Clark State 0 and 3, and Cincinnati State does not have a team because the Athletics got cut. With the finally of soccer. got caught. They had more cheaters than. No, no, no. They got cut. The yeah, well, they had bad. more cheaters than any school in the history. And Clark State is not Roy Clark, and Owens College is not Buck Owens. Just to clarify. But and I've said this many times, you want to see some good basketball and support a quality program in your own city. The parking, you can park in the student lot, which is, what, three bucks maybe? Uh, last time I was there, it was two, but it's been years. But so. the games it's, are free. It, yeah. So you And if you just walk through the campus, through the buildings, to get to the famous Building 8, you will be so astounded at what you're seeing. Because I guarantee most of the people in Dayton have never been on Sinclair's campus. It's sprawling. It's huge. It's modern. It's amazing. It is a nice downtown campus. I mean, go support Jeff. The things he's done at that place since he's been there, the kids that he's produced, give him a shot. My God, at least go support the guy. I mean, he works his tail off. Yeah. And it's not bad basketball. You know, we're going to try to put a gathering together, get everybody down there. Um, Hopefully we can pull it off. But just give him a chance. You know, now, I don't think, well, Dayton plays tonight. Right, State doesn't play till Thursday. So tomorrow night, you got a free shot. There's nothing else going on. So, go. if you need something to do before the snow flies again this weekend, drop on down to the famous don't you, Building don't, 8. Don't you dare mention snow on my podcast. I saw it tonight on the news. They're already in cahoots with Kroger's. Scare yeah. the hell out of people and send them to the grocery. It's either going to be, what, less than an inch? I mean, they don't even have the Oh, no, this models. is a beauty. This is supposed to be... What I'm reading, they what, don't even 60 know. 60 tomorrow, then ice, snow, yeah. end of the earth. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no sports on all weekend. I don't care. That's why I don't do a weather podcast. God it's hard man. to believe you've got NASCAR coming around the corner. Oh my god! Yeah, Daytona 500's coming, and Dana can still doesn't have a ride. Junior's crying. It's a bad scene. Isn't Junior not in NASCAR anymore? Didn't no, he retired. Talking? Danica can't get a ride now. She's dating Aaron Rodgers. So sorry, Packer fans. Your team is about to hit skids. Again, just the way it just the way it is. What's worse, Mark, having Brett Hundley as your quarterback for the Packers all sixteen games, or Rodgers and Danica Patrick relationship? Ooh. Well, if they're in a relationship, he's probably going to be Aaron Rodgers. That is going to be on the DL very shortly, anyway. 
And I'd rather have former Cubs catcher Randy Hundley than Brett Hundley. I think he can sling the ball pretty good. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he isn't eating doggies, I'll give him that. <laughs> I gotta I gotta touch on something that I started to write and then didn't. And um, I already know this is because we had to We had a little technical problem. difficulties, but it wasn't in your set, folks, and we've got it back together. I edited quite well. I'm editing. Yeah, you got a good save. Well, I, I have a great guess. So you the know. one, the one thing I just keep laughing at, and I can't stand this guy, is Lavar Ball. I wouldn't give the Ball brothers, and you can take that however you choose. I wouldn't give them the time of day. But I got a chuckle when the Lakers are just taking abuse for this buffoon, where he's calling out Luke Walton. I mean, really, you knew what you were gonna get. Oh, I promised Magic Johnson I wasn't going to say it. Really? How do you turn turn or change the spots of a leopard? The guy is an ass clown. He always will be. He's a self-promoting genius somehow. And people like ESPN just keep feeding this guy. That's what he but wants. But I have to chuckle when I'm going, what did you expect from this guy? You knew what you were going to get. Now you're getting it. And you're wondering why there's a problem? I'll tell you what. The kid might be a good kid, Lonzo. Guess what? You're out of here. We screwed up. We'll trade you to the worst place we can find. We'll release you. You go to Lithuania, where they've already screwed up over there, I guess. Uh, They won't play. So, Well, the first half that I saw, one had 7.6 rebounds. I didn't think they were going to play because of... I saw it on Twitter this afternoon before I left. I'm like, really? Six points? Big baller brand. Six That's points in big money. I just laugh, though, when I read that stuff and wonder and you wonder why you're getting the grief you're getting from this guy. You asked for it. You're feeding the monster. I what do you him, expect? Trade him. Get it over with. Dump him. Did you see that the big baller brand got a big F from the I Better saw Business Bureau? I did. Gee, that was a shocker. Yeah. One thing you just told me when you were trying to fix this thing, the Reds today signed Vance Worley, a former Philadelphia Philly pitcher, when he was younger, like 30 years ago, yeah. and healthy, he was okay. And I, it's a low-risk, high-reward type of trashy pickup. They got him out of aisle five at Dollar Tree like they're getting a lot of their guys. But the Reds still have done nothing except get rid of Zach Cozart, basically, and a couple other non-usable pieces. I'd like to hope that they're not going to continue this lack of movement. Unfortunately, the longer they do it, the more the fans squirm. I do think they'll do something, but it is kind of annoying when you see all these other teams adding bits and pieces that are serviceable parts the Reds could use, and the Reds are doing nothing. I'm I'm mad about the Reds not going after Greg Stammen like they should have. I mean, they might have. You yeah, had a Dayton Flyer that was available. I mean, how cool would that be? Well, they might have, and maybe like San Diego, maybe he thinks they're closer to a pennant run than the Reds. Um, there are there are guys right now, Josh Harrison on the Pirates, now probably out of their price range, but if you're going to play and you're going to win, you have a hole that needs filled. He'd be a nice part to have. Yes, he would. McCutcheon's Cincinnati being kid. shopped around everywhere, but still Billy Boy in a deal. Get him out of town. Go get McCutcheon. Put Mesrocco in the pile. Half your bullpen can go. I I saw this. I saw this article. You would totally love it. Uh, how 
Castellini. I knew you wants, were going to do that. Castellini wants for to life. make Hamilton a yeah. lifetime red. So that'll you sell, sell that tickets. Too. Oh, I posted it. Yeah, that'll <laughs> sell tickets. Yeah, that's like getting Marvin Lewis back as a head coach. That'll get your season ticket sales up there. See, I told you you'd love it. I Am just I saw right? that and just shook my head going, and that's what your basic cornerstone of your club's going to be. Someone, this guy. Someone placed a comment on the article that I saw that Worley got signed by the Reds. Hello, Kevin Gregg. So, Pretty much. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's low risk, high reward. I mean, mm-hmm. if he's healthy, yeah. They got to go get a veteran starter still. And I know I keep reading that Homer Bedlow or Homer Bedlam is going to be the Yangs eater. Well, Homer hasn't had a full year in three years. So yeah. the opportunity for him to go 30 starts, no. Finnegan's still a repl- uh, Flanagan, Finnegan, whatever the hell his name is. He's a bullpen guy to me, Brandon Finnegan. Yeah. He's a lefty reliever. He's not a starter. I had to think about what his name Di was. Di maybe, if he's healthy, but you don't if, know. If he's healthy. Castillo, they're going to make him not throw a lot of innings, which is nonsensical. This team needs somebody. On the other hand, I don't go out and just sign Scott Feldman types of the world to say, well, he can start 30 games. Let your kids start. They're going to yeah. give you as many innings as that guy. You don't want just one year guy that's like, oh, well, here's my 6-12 and 12 record with a 5.6 Absolutely not. ERA. No. Throw your kids out. Let them learn on the job. If they're going to be future Reds, Get them on the mound to pitch, and do not keep shipping them back from Louisville to Cincinnati. If you've got, that irritated me. If Brian Price is your uh, pitching expert, as he's supposed to be, well, how come they're not any good, period? And if he's that good, I want him up here with him, learning, because you're not winning anyway. Get him up here. And as you said, running him back and forth on the I-65 shuttle, that ain't making it. No, I mean... Garrett was doing so well, and then they shipped him to Stevenson, Louisville. two years Stevenson, ago, same thing. Yes. I, I think they've got enough arms that you got to let these guys throw. Let them pitch. I know Reds fans are expecting a World Series, but Why at not? the same time... They should be. Yeah, I mean, I like some wins. I like playoff series, but are you they really thinking... They can compete. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it yourself on your Facebook page that... These hitters aren't going to have career years like they did last season. Every one of them, pretty much to a man, had their career year. Is that going to happen again? No. But to me, you you can compete. It's not like the division is untouchable. But let your kids on the mound pitch. Let them, let them sink or swim. You won 68 games last year. So if you let your kids pitch, are you going to do worse? No. No. But I do have a concern with... How good is this offense going to be if Scooter Jeanette hits 27 more home runs? I'd be the most shocked. They better have drug testing every week if that happens. Um, Suarez is still getting better and better. He's a young kid. Outfield, eh, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. But, no, do I think they're all going to have the same year? Not a chance. It'd but, be nice if they did, but it's not it's not reasonable to no. expect that. But put Castillo out there. Let Stevenson go out there for his 25 to 30 starts. And let Malley or whoever, but running Helmer Bedlow out there and Finnegan and on and on, the name you don't hear anymore is Lorenzen. Oh, he's going to be a starter. No, he's not. He's not. He didn't have success once. Now he wants to try that because he didn't have guts enough to be in the bullpen. I'd put him in a deal. Sorry. Good kid. Cub Scouts don't win world titles. You better have some insides if you're going to be a bullpen guy or a starter. He doesn't. That's just my opinion, but 
There it is. You call it like you see it. One thing I want to get to before you know we get on your list, I kind of got a kick out of the Bengals knocking Baltimore out. Not so much for that, but... Can I say that I was surprised that the Bengals won that game? I was game? shocked. Yeah, I was like, wait, no. Because once I saw Baltimore took the lead, it's like, okay. I thought over. it's history. Yeah. See you next year. The one thing I got the most entertainment out, out of Buffalo breaks the longest drought in the four major sports history of playoffs. Now it's the Mariners. But all these yo-yos in town talking hairdos that run radio and TV stations and whatnot is continually will tell you sports isn't important. They don't matter. Weather is what people want. Well, I can go outside and look well, at the turn the weather. weather channel on. Well, if you look at what Buffalo City, how it came together and still coming together, and all the great things that came out of it, Jacksonville is another one. All the teams, there's eight new teams in the playoffs this year out of 12 that weren't there last year. Yeah. If you look at all those cities and how much it's brought them together, how the excitement is, now try to tell me sports isn't important. Last night's title game. It's think okay. Atlanta was crying they didn't have that? It's okay to not like sports. I mean, that's your choice. But I don't like politics, are... but I don't beat it in the ground. Yeah. I I don't like talking about politics either. When so UD's in the basketball tournament, what does HIO do? They get females that don't even know sports try to cover pregame shows or specials. Well, they jump on the train in. Why is it so hard for you to jump on the train year-round when it's obviously important to people? But I, I really enjoyed watching the Bills locker room and the city that's just gone crazy. Now they got knocked out, but look what it did for the community. Yeah. Look, I mean, my God, if the Browns ever got close, the lake might catch on fire again. But it, it just drives me nuts when the people go, oh, it doesn't mean anything. Oh, really? Sure it does. It might not affect your life, but it has meaning. And, and a lot of times it does. Friends. I remember the special on the Steelers. It was one of those 30 for 30s, not maybe a year ago. The Steelers before the 1970 charge to, you know, playoffs, Super Bowls, the city a lot like Cleveland. It was a basically dying slow death, you know, and all of a sudden they start winning and the town just goes crazy and it's still blossoming. Yeah. So a good sports team in a good town and UD is a great example when they win. The yeah. city stops. They're on their ear for it. But then all of a sudden, the season's over, people go back into their shell. Oh, it's not important. You look at the first four that the University of Dayton gets to host and how many millions of dollars it brings into the economy around here. I'm you, not a big fan of that thing, just so you know. But I like it. I mean, I think it's stupid. And the reason I say it's stupid, why are you putting now eight teams in a tournament to try to get in a tournament when they just played three tournaments to try to get into the tournament? It's a biggest money-making fraud. In sports. Now, great, it's for the Dayton area. No other city would put that many people in the building to see Alcorn State, Bethune, Cookman, and whatever else comes in here. If they ever move it, it will fall so flat, it'll look like an Aunt Jemima pancake. It'd be like moving the College World Series out of Omaha. You've got something that works, don't screw it up. Everybody wants a bite of that pie. But I can bet my bottom dollar, you move it to somewhere like Hershey, Pennsylvania, there's going to be a lot of chocolate bars watching the game because no people are coming. So, yeah, it, it's a nice event. But I'm sorry, if you can't get in a tournament, in your tournament, why are we rewarding you this? 
I mean, fair enough. That's a good point. What are you going to yeah. do when they expand the field? Are you still going to have a first four? Why? Just put those eight teams in the tournament, and there you go. It just doesn't make sense to me, and yet it still rolls on and on and on. I, I just, I don't get it. I mean, but it's good for the city. Yeah, I, I get your point, too. But a little more college basketball for, you know, fans. Well, that's great. But you just go through conference tournaments, and all of a sudden, here you go again. Now, Christ, I'll use him for an example. I don't think it will ever happen because of what happened last time UD got to play here. Yeah. What if all of a sudden they get in the tournament, whether it's by automatic bid, and the committee goes, well, you're one of the first four. All the people that say they're not going to go see Wright State and Dayton because we're not filling Wright State seats. Well, are you not going to go see the first four because Wright State's playing? And you're filling your own seats. Or are you going to go and boo and act like a fool? You know, but I just, I, the first I, four, I just always have shaken my head and go, this makes no sense. If I, I don't know if I'm working first four or not, because I work for Dayton basketball. I'm official replay guy. I'm getting I, the I, question I, I we started the show with. Yeah. About what channel is UD on? Oh, you're getting the question again? Well, because my computer froze, I mean, I did such a good job editing. Go to... Stadium? Watchstadium.com. That's it? Yeah, I mean, pretty much you can go on Twitter or Facebook, and then you click Watch Stadium. And then it takes you to Watch Stadium. There's a list towards your right saying Dayton at Richmond. Which I, I just think sent the answer back, and I'm sure I'm going to get, huh? Well, I know. Well, it came up automatically, the, the little thing you're talking about. Oh, the, the link stadium, thing? yeah. Awesome. Halloween Jubilee. Hey, look at me go. Yeah. I'm useful. That'll but the work. problem is, when most people listen to this podcast, the game be over, be and they'll already be in the hangar. But, you can watch free games on stadium. That's the cool thing. It's not like ESPN3, where you need a cable. You're so popular, I'm getting more questions. Will you have this up later? Of course you will. The man is yes. a professional. Yeah. Now, you've got a pretty good list of stuff over there. Fire away. I do. Uh, I want to touch back on college basketball because I miss the Cincinnati teams. Miami's 1-1 one one in conference play. They won at Bowling Green. UC, a 3-0 and start in AAC play. They beat Memphis and SMU at home. And I listened to much of the Temple game on the road, and the Bearcats were struggling. But I think Dan Horde said, uh, Cincinnati didn't have three I of the watched that. players. How, how rough was that? You didn't watch? see the end of that on TV? You've not seen the replay? Uh, that might have been the craziest ending to a basketball game. You've probably heard by now what happened. Yeah, they won but pretty much. How it happened? Season. Temple's up, as you know, the whole game. Yeah, pretty much. All of a sudden, it was like, God, I don't know, the last minute, with barely any time left. Brand Dunphy, the coach at Temple, swats his water bottle as it's sitting on the press table. And it lands on the basketball court. Blank. Technical. Cincinnati goes down and hits a three to win it. Game over. Uh, Last time that water bottle was heard from, it's floating down the river. (laughs) Onwards to Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, I brought that topic up not too long ago about why Xavier and Butler sailed by UD when they're similar schools. That got a lot of interesting answers. Oh, I bet. You know, and it was a simple question, and I'll still throw it out. Why? Same same schools, not like Xavier or Butler have the better campus or prettier area. Um, well, I mean, Butler, where it's located in Indianapolis, oh, it's I think nice. it's close to Broad Ripple. I've been to Hinkle. But it's still, it's, they're it's in a very similar 
I mean, it's similar fabric. Yeah, but I they're mean, now Big East compared to A10, which that's all fine and dandy. You still got to go recruit players, mm-hmm. no matter what conference it is. Yep. And it's like they want to compare Ohio State and UD and Rice State. Well, you're comparing apples and oranges and bananas. For UD fans, it's simple. Why had Xavier and Butler flown right past you when they were all in the same conference with you back in the day, MCC? You know, worry about your own instead of wanting to beat up on the little boy in Fairborn. Uh, let me let me tell you, the one year that Butler was in the A-10 uh, IPA for Flyer Baseball, so I get the starting lineups for Butler, and they still have the horizon sheets, which I'm like, yeah, awesome. I got thrown out of a couple games at Butler when they were in the Bulldog, conference with us. Bulldog Park. Those people, all I remember about where they played, they played John Mellencamp music between innings constantly. They had some old ladies that sat right outside our dugout they didn't think highly of me at all. Oh, boy. Um, you mean you didn't win over the Indianapolis fans? Well, the umpires had ICA on their hats. And somehow, Indiana Clown Association just came to my mind right before the guy told me I was out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were, not, they were not hospitable, we'll say. Yeah, I see. There was a lot of interesting ballparks we played in, you know, when I coached at UD. Where would you play? Well, back in the conference back then, Evansville, they played in the AAA stadium, which is where they filmed League of Their Own. Oh, uh, um, it's where the Evansville Otters play. Yeah, exactly. It's like an old brick building. Why, why can't I think of that? Um, Madonna tore the infield out before they did the movie because she wanted a dirt infield and then decided it looked terrible. So she had to pay like hundred grand to put the sod back down. Thanks, John. But I remember they had a big old warehouse out behind Wright Center, like 600 miles away. And they kept telling a story how Daryl Porter, the old Cardinal and Royal Catcher, hit that on a fly. Jeez. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame would play in Kovaleski, but their school field was probably, and the kids that played for me back then will verify this, probably the nicest surface of any baseball field I've ever been on. It was like a fairway. You almost felt bad walking on it. Beautiful. Nice. Um, now, when you were at Dayton, you played Wright State, and that was all the time. That was yeah. the years before Nishwood Stadium was a thing. So you played by a student union. We today. played at this, yeah, it's a campus. Um, yeah, because one of my last years, and Nish is a good friend of my mine, my, my family's, and we go out there to play him. And God, it's like a half hour for a game, and he comes over. He goes, "Come on, I want you to go with me for a minute." What? Yeah. We get in his car. We Take off. Where do you guys go? We go down behind where the new baseball field is now. It's just swamp. Not, you know, there's a home plate out there. And Nish rolls out these blueprints of the stadium. He wanted to show me. And I'm like, Nish, the games are going to start in a few minutes. <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, no, I've never uh, managed or coached in the new stadium. I've been in it numbers of times. Um, the funny part about where UD plays now, Time Warner, whatever it's called now. Well, technically Warner Field. When the Dragons came to town, they had talked to Nish and I about the feasibility of this being a go. And I can remember just laughing, going, it'll never happen. Because the Olympic team had just come through Dayton, and it was a team that McGuire was on. Everybody made the big league except Ty Griffin, whose picture's right over on the wall. And I just remember saying they had 300 people show up to see this team at Howe Field. How are you going to support my league team? They had spent, 
I don't know, hundred grand on some survey out of New York to tell them if it'd go or not. And I just no. But I always said the stadium's a great idea. I'd put it right where Time Warner Stadium is now outside the arena. I don't think anybody will go downtown, blah, blah, blah. But this is perfect for high schools and so forth. Well, I was about 10 years ahead of my time, I guess. Yeah. I ended up out in Sioux City that year. And when I got home, I just saw dragon stuff everywhere. And it shocked me. And it's still shocking me that it rolled like it did. I'm happy it worked, but I never thought it would, ever. Um, I still wish when the Dayton Arrows were an idea about the American Hockey League, I still wish they went through it. I know that would have teed the gems off, but if you think about it, we would have had, you know, the next step to the NHL in downtown. I don't know that Dayton could support an NHL team. No, NHL, I don't, I don't think is, so. Well, I know Columbus, as you know, was on the brink of bankruptcy for years. I, I, was, I was surprised that... It's your turn around. Yeah. But, no, there's a lot of good... Good memories back coaching at UD. Uh, the tournaments, the 4.30 in the morning start against Notre Dame that made CNN and ESPN. And we were over there in the tournament my first year at UD with the fabulous 12-48 and 48 team. Well, my center fielder got hit in the head with a fly ball in walk-on tryouts. We didn't have scholarships, but every team in the conference, Notre Dame, Evansville, Xavier, so forth, had a load of them. And we ended up calling the walk-on trout a gong show at UD, which I was later told I'm not allowed to do that. I remember you used the gong show every now and then. It was it was interesting. Well, they finally figured out when Notre Dame came in here to play us, Frank Jacobs was the first baseman, played tight end in the NFL, too. Six foot six, my first baseman was five foot eight. Their infield was Jacobs, Craig Council played short, who's now the manager of the Brewers. Um... Uh, Dan Peltier was one of the outfielders, played for the Rangers for years. Um, they had a pitching staff that had like four guys went to the big leagues. And I've got five foot eight, 135 pound center fielders. Well, the first year we took beatings, like 16, 18 in a row. We won 12 and 48. So we go to the conference tournament. We play Xavier, I think, the first game and get beat. So we come back later that night, had to play St. Louis. Played it at Kovaleski. It's a double elimination. We're down six to nothing in the ninth inning, top of the ninth. Six to nothing. Two outs, nobody on. We're one strike from going home. And the skies open up like a car wash, and they can't get the tarp on fast enough. And it rained that hard to where, to where, well, we have to finish it tomorrow morning, so all of you have to be back over to school field by 9 o'clock. We get on the bus, and I remember telling the kids, guess what? We're sleeping in. <laughs> We're one strike away. They're going to be getting cold, wet. We're not. We're going to get on the bus at 8.30. We're going to show up. We're going to finish the game. They were very teed off when we rolled in there as they're out there muddy, wet, and cold. Mm-hmm. I've got the worst two-strike hitter in the history of baseball, Rich Dimmel, who's on our page, at the plate. Somehow, he flips one into center field for a base hit. We score six unanswered runs to tie the game. I bet the Billikens were... Oh, my God. Two outs, nothing going on. We're one strike from going home. 
We score six, tie the game. It goes 16 innings. Oh, boy. I got a kid hits my five foot eight first baseman hits a grand slam. We win. Now, this is the last day of the tournament. They had to have it done because back then the winner of the tournament got the automatic bid to go to the series. Right. We changed those rules for the whole country because of this tournament. We're 12 and 48. I still have records of changing, going to the mound 73 times in a tournament. That'll never be touched. <laughs> I'm trying to bits and pieces, anything I can find to get to the mound. Anyway, we end up beating St. Louis. So we end up playing. Right away, they send us back to Kovaleski to play Detroit, if I remember right. No, you can't go to the hotel. No, you can't change clothes. You got to play right away. Well, it, obviously, we're wet. We beat Detroit. That's impressive. Now we got to play again. I miss Detroit's baseball team. I wish they Good field. Back. Yeah. We got to play again. Third game in one day now against Xavier. The team that took you to lose to We beat them. And now it's us and Notre Dame. Notre Dame has been in their dorm. We found this out later. Not allowed out. We're playing a game regardless sometime today. You stay in your room. We'll let you know. But we are going to play. And I guess it had been on their radio stations. Hey, after you get out of the bars at 2.30 this morning, we're going to have a game of Kovaleski. Come on out and cheer on your Irish. So they had this set up real well. Now it's 4.38 a.m. This is, you can verify this with any number of people or whatever. We have to get the game in because they have to have you know, automatic bid. Well, bid. I have nothing left as far as pitchers that could get it up there. You have, you have an airport of tired flyers. I mean, I've got nothing. I got kids hiding in the dugout. So I start a freshman kid out of, uh, Minster actually. Nice. Scared to death. Eyeballs the size of like uh, paper plates at this point. He's like Henry Roland Garden with his first at bat. We, they wouldn't let us go back, change clothes or anything. So we're still in our same stuff underneath the stadium, basically sitting on concrete all day. So we start the game, and the kid did all right until he hit the third or fourth hitter. Now he's got a guy on base. They load the bases. Hadn't scored yet, but they load the bases. So I go out to the mound, and his eyes, like I said, are spinning. So I... Looked down, and I said, Mike, I hate to tell you this, but your zipper's open. And it was. That was the worst part. Trying to just break anything, you know. So he gives up a 900-foot fly ball to center field for the third out. No run score. The final score of the game was 20-4. to We got beat. They pounded us senseless. But they hadn't played all day. That was our fourth game, which is unheard of. If you beat St. Louis, Detroit, and Xavier... One All day. in one day. That's, that's impressive. If we win that game that night against Notre Dame, we go to the College World Series at, what, 14 and 48 at that point or 15 and 48? So they changed the rules of how the selections are made. <laughs> but I have very fond memories of that. It was funny because I was, was, I found a bunch of tapes and stuff that, you know, I had unpacked. One of them was a game against Notre Dame my first year on Sports Channel Chicago. Sam Rosen was one of the announcers. And I remembered a lot of it. I remembered a home run Peltier hit that sounded like a xylophone hitting the aluminum bleachers in right center in another county. I remember a grand slam that Frank Jacobs hit that's still circling the moon. But we were up in that game four to nothing after five innings. 
Nice. And I'm going, God, I don't remember that part. And then they started scoring, and I remembered a lot of it. We yeah. lost the game like 9-4, to 7-4. to four. So it was, you know. That's not bad. But a lot of great memories, a lot of great ballparks. And to see UD come as far as they have. Tony Crusoe is a big part of that. Jim Murray was a big part of that. And, you know, I take a lot of pride in what we did. The kids that helped build that foundation I should mean, take a great, great pride in that. Warner Field's a beautiful field. I just laugh when I go by it thinking, well, I was about 10 years ahead of my time with that idea. But it's good to see the program build. Um, I hope they continue. Wright State has got a tremendous baseball career. Sinclair does. Yeah. They do a great job. They put more guys in Division One than most teams in the country, but the only thing, they don't get any ink. The only thing I wish about Sinclair baseball is they could play locally, not Xenia. I mean, that, well, that's a hike. I know back, oh, God, I'm dating myself here. 30, 40 years ago, the original plan was to build a ballpark across where the school's student parking is. So that and would it, be? Behind St. Clair Street or whatever it is, but it never never happened. That's kind of close to where Roger Glass Stadium for CJ right. is. Kind of back in there. Yeah. Um, it's not bad. But to travel, yeah, I know they use UD occasionally, but to see them have their own facility would be nice. That would be cool, but downtown, I mean, well, where are you going to put it? It is growing, and nothing stays empty. UD's sprawling across the river. Yeah. Right State's sprawling all over Fairborn. Mm-hmm. So, good for them. Yeah, it's great to see that. It's what else you got time. on your pad there? You got, like, more home. Oh, God, that looks like one of my test scores, all red. <laughs> wow. Well, red red blood is my favorite ink. Damn. Yeah. Well, let's stick with Dayton baseball. Season starts in a month. I mean, that's that's hard to believe. They're College probably... I can remember my last year. I think our first game was like February 28th, maybe. Did you always go down south? No. Oh, are you kidding me? We couldn't even go to Marine City or Centerville, man. They told me, and I'm not making this story up, they told me we weren't allowed to buy new bats because they were considered perks. But now you, that's, now that's, you figure that that's out. A, that's oh, a yeah. Thing that... I mean, it's some stories that would make you roll on the floor laughing. They called me once during a game. We had a phone in the dugout. They had a kid, a walk-on kid from Detroit, a Prospective student was a four zero kid in engineering. He's about three foot tall. Played four games in high school because of bad weather in Michigan. They asked if I could come up and talk to him because he wanted to come to school. And my pitching coach at the time was on the phone, going, "We're in the middle of a game. Well, can he come up just for a few minutes?" That's that was a mentality. Um, I see. No, we didn't. We never went anywhere. Now they do now. They take you know. But they have more fundraisers. They're scholarship full now and yeah. taken care of better. Hell, when I went on trips, and I'm not making this up, I had cash, like 15 grand cash in my briefcase. They didn't even use credit cards like they do now for basketball and everything else. Talk about a panic, having that kind of cash in your thing to pay for the hotels and meals and stuff. Yeah, that's your UD Division One. So there's a lot of tremendous stories I could regale you with that you would go, what? I know, I'll definitely have to. There was a lot of them that my pitching, former pitcher still laughs about and says people still to this day don't believe it. I mean, think about it. I mean, I never saw those days with the Flyers. I mean, I started in 2013 as their PA announcer. And, you know, we had a hitting cage. We had, oh, yeah, it's all indoor now. But yeah, I went nice. and told my boss I had to have sunglasses for the outfielders. He reached in his desk, gave me a $5 bill, and said I saw Bond had had him on sale this morning on the way in. Now, for people that aren't baseball literate, you don't wear those kind of sunglasses to play baseball. 
no. there's a special kind. But I there's so many great memories and but it was a it was a definite learning building because it was division one but not really it was division one because basketball had to have six sports division one. Yeah. And now it's it takes it's it's a lot of pride seeing where it's come from now and seeing the kids that have passed through there and really built the program. Um, like I said, Tony Crusoe was a big part of it. Um, a lot of people had a hand in it. So yeah, I mean, but you're right. The season's going to start, and there's snow on the ground. So it's going to start Friday, February 16th for both the Flyers and the Raiders. Wow. Dayton is at Spartanburg, South Carolina. They'll play USC. God, I played there. Pro ball. Wow. They'll play USC Upstate and then go to Wolford to play Evansville and the host Terriers. That's a I southern don't... trip for them. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about Northern college baseball nowadays, you're always talking about, go south, that's where it's warm, and there's no snow on the ground, except this year there's snow you're, on the ground. You're talking there. about the snow on the ground, and i got to tell you this story. <laughs> I, <laughs> this You can't edit this, because there's no bad words in it. No. But this is true. I mean, really, the only editing I do is FCC. Bill Freehan was the head coach at Michigan, the former Tiger catcher, all-star, whatever. He comes down here to play a doubleheader, one game at Wright State, and then they're coming over to UD to play us. Well, it's colder than can be. Snowflakes are flying. But we've got Michigan down here, and Wright State played them, and we certainly were going to play them. So Freehan gets to the old ballpark at Stewart Field, Stewart Hill, First, he starts making fun of the ballpark and then starts crying about, we don't even play in this kind of weather in the big leagues. That's great. It's in the big leagues. We're playing. It's college ball. It starts early. They beat us. So they go down to the what's now the Frerich Center to shower before they hit back on the road. And by the time I got down there, the guy I was running the facility at the time came and got me. Mm-hmm. He said, I think you need to come in here and see what they did in the locker room. Well, one of the Michigan kids decided to take a dump in the shower. Really? I didn't say the real word. No, no. No, he takes a dump in the shower. So I asked the gentleman, would you go get me a box, please, and something to a dustpan? And he's looking at me like, oh, no. Well, hey, I thought it was only fair to return what they left. You sent that dump back to the Wolverines. Put it in a box, wrapped (laughs) it up. And mailed it back to their athletic department. I'm sure the post office loved you at that time. Well, we wrapped it properly, so, yeah. you know. It, but, it didn't stink, but, you know. Of course, I got a call from my AD <laughs> laughing, going, that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard, but you can't do that. I said, look, they left it here. I thought maybe they wanted it back. I thought it was pretty fair on my part. <laughs> that's the greatest story Let's I've just ever say, heard. Bill was one of my favorite players when he played, but after that meeting with him, no, no yeah. use. But I, th- I thought it was, if they'd have left a bat, I would have had to send that back. So yeah, you know, I, mean, I thought it was fair. <laughs> that's that's a crazy. <laughs> now you understand start. why there's so many letters on that wall down the hallway of my fines and suspensions in Pro Ball. <laughs> See, I, I I did I did want to ask about those, but. Go ahead. I, hey, they're great stories. I, I love hearing <laughs> your stories about that. <laughs> oh, I, I found a lot of those letters not long ago. You kind of lose track of all of them. Um, <laughs> one of the people that are on our page, Jim Swanson, who's just been named general manager of the, I think it's a Vancouver, I can't think, the Harbor Cats. I think that's what they are. 
Victoria Harbor Cats. That's him. He yeah. was the commissioner of the Prairie League when I was out there. And, I mean, I know how far I can go with umpires and this and that. Yeah. And a lot of the times you'll go out there and a lot of it's just either protecting your own players or maybe you're bored. Um, maybe you're just trying to get kicked out of the game so you go in a bus. Yeah. Detroit had the funniest umpires for a lot of different reasons, but there was some in pro ball that you knew how much you could push them. And a lot of them got to know when I was coming out, they would duck their head down and start laughing, not knowing what to expect. And I used to yell, one little black guy was funnier and could be nicest guy, but when he smiled, it was like a neon light. And I used to have to yell at him, would you turn around so the crowd can't see your damn teeth? You're laughing. And he's wearing the patent shoes. He's got the whole smear going on. I said, I start calling him Sammy Davis Jr., Michael Jackson. He started laughing. I said, dude, you can't be laughing when I'm out here yelling at you. So he kind of played along. Detroit, well, the suspension letters, there was a few incidents that Mr. Swanson had to sign a letter and FedEx it. <laughs> Those are a couple of them down there in the hallway I love that I forgot nice. about. There was one in Detroit when I was at UD. Fat Charlie was one of the better umpires. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Bob Miller, who was a coach in Detroit, pitch for the Wheeze kids and all, you know, big leaguer. Yeah. One of the umpires was his insurance partner before they started going to conference umpires. That was a little bit unfair. Just a bit. Well, he called, one of them called a balk that we won a game on, and the other guy overruled it. Hmm. But anyway, Fat Charlie, good guy. Obese, but a good guy. Yeah. And if anybody's ever been to Detroit for basketball, baseball, you know where Windsor is. It's just kind of... It's across the Ambassador But you bridge, know yeah. what's over there. The greatest strip clubs ever. And it's three, kind of... Three Tim Hortons on one square block. Well, it's kind of a field trip, you know. You didn't need passports at the time to go to Canada. But you had to wear a tie to get in. And I don't wear ties. But anyway, yeah. we're up there for a full weekend. And Fat Charlie, of course, is before the games telling me all these great places. Which we didn't go to. Now, a couple people did, but yeah, me being the Christian that I am, and I stayed home and played bingo with the local Y to keep an eye on things. Mm-hmm. Well, the next day, there was a couple bad calls that I wasn't too thrilled about. I was really kind of anxious to get in the bus because it was cold. And I had three more games. So, what you know, there was a pretty good play at first that they made. It was really a great call. Maybe one of Charlie's best ever. But I figured, okay, because our dugout was kind of chirping at him. I thought, well, one, you know, I'll go back them and also maybe get an early exit if I could. So as I'm running out, Charlie sees me coming and he puts his head down. And I can hear him laughing. And, and then I get close up. He goes, oh, my God, what now? And I'm doing the hand gestures and pointing at him and, you know, yelling at him. And I said, Charlie, as I'm yelling. Charlie, that might have been the greatest call I've ever seen, especially out of you. And at that, he's kind of looking up at me like, oh, really? Now what? So he gets a stupid look on his face. And I yelled back. I said, I'm not mad at your call. I told you, that's a great call. But the kids are getting a little chirpy in the dugout. I'm trying to protect them. And what I'm really mad about is, how could you send us all the way to Canada 
when there's a great strip place right down the street from our hotel, not two <laughs> blocks. And now I'm really screaming and pointing. And now he gets into it and he's yelling back going, my God, I am so sorry. I forgot about that one. And now we're like Earl Weaver pointing. It's, you know, it's like that Aquafina commercial years we're ago. We're going at it, you know. And now he's trying not to laugh and I'm trying not to laugh, but really, yeah, I'm really sorry. I'll even pay for the next time you go there. I didn't go anyway, but you know. Yeah. So I turn around. He won't kick me out of the game. And he finally goes, I know what you're doing. I'm freezing my butt off. And if I'm out here, so are you. So quit trying to get thrown out. I'm not letting you go to the bus. <laughs> so, so back to the dugout I go. And one of my assistants goes, I can't believe you're still in this game. I said, why? I was just bitching at him because he made you guys go to Canada last night instead of down the street. <laughs> yeah, right. I said, when you go back out, ask him. He did. He just looks across the diamond shaking his head like, I can't believe that's all you were yelling. There's a time and a place to know how to, yeah. what to do, what not to. But those memories, man, the umpires and those letters, I, when I found them, I just, wow, that got expensive. I wish Detroit Mercy kept their baseball team. I was really surprised. Um, the I'm, Tigers put a lot of money into the ballpark. It's right behind Callahan Hall. As a matter of fact, there was a big plaque down the left field line for the Tigers. So they still have the ballpark, but they don't want the baseball I, team. The cost, um, it was in a very rough neighborhood, but they had good baseball. When Bob Miller was there, they had really good baseball. Yeah. Um, it was one I of thought, the top programs in the MCC. I thought it? Chris, the other day Chris Thompson, I mean, they still had it. Now, maybe they don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never been to you. But a lot of the fields... They had a good one, but the rest of them up in that area, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd help out the Horizon League. I mean. Yeah, it would. The 10th team, IUPUI, doesn't have baseball. And if they did, where are they playing it? Victory Field? I don't think so. Tell the Indians that. No, but I, there's so many great memories. I mean, I laugh every time I look at some of these pictures, yeah. you know. Like I said, one day I'll have a podcast episode just for you and your college baseball. We'll, get, we'll call it the college I'd baseball. I'd have to get some of the old guys in here. You do that. Just the stories that are just amazing. You do that. I mean, Tony Crusoe is probably one of the funniest guys ever. Yeah, have him back But, on. man, could he pitch, you know, and then he blew his arm all out. But you talk about comical with umpires, unbelievable. But, yeah, we used to do those shows occasionally, and people seemed to enjoy them. I mean, I like hearing these stories. They're, some of them are not for radio or, you know, yeah. X-rated. Yeah, but I wouldn't but... trade the days, the bus rides, and the, and the people as you see the pictures hanging that I got a chance to know. Um, it's it's amazing. Their lifetime, man. I mean, they they really are good people. But what else you got on your page for me? I mean, that'd be a cool Hall of Fame if you think about it. If well, I can tell you my favorite college baseball story, I think it was not last season, but the year before that when Wright State had forty plus wins. This was when we were hosting the Horizon League tournament. I was uh, PAing this. I literally saw, this was UIC in Oakland. Oakland, not great at college baseball. It's not the sport you think They about. were just getting into Division One my last couple of years at Dayton, and they'd always come down on their way to Florida to play us. And they were building. Yeah. But now I guess they're okay. Oakland, their field kind of floods a lot. So there was a time where we actually hosted Oakland at Nishwitz, but they were the home team. And their baseball jersey like, wow, Oakland doesn't use the same font anymore. It actually looks like the Oakland Athletic jerseys. Yeah, I thought they used to have like the pirate colors. Didn't they dress like the pirates? Um, it's like black and yellow. and. Well, the Oakland Golden Grizzlies, they have one font. They use it across every single sport. So if you like that font, I got good news for you. The Golden Grizzlies used it for everything. 
except men's soccer this year, but that's not important. Well, kickball is so, a different animal. That's why. Oakland's uh, Oakland's goalie jerseys, I remember, uh, highlighter colors, which I, I still love. But um, this was Oakland UIC, getting back to my story. And I think the first thing is a wild pitch. It goes past the catcher, right, to the backstop. And if you know Nishwood Stadium, there's a brick backstop. It bounces, the catcher picks it up, and the guy covering it, it goes by him. And then the throwback from the third base dugout, that goes in the first base dugout, and three UIC Flames score. That was like a 9-5 to final where UIC defeated Oakland. I remember that game, because I remember that play Yeah, it was all the like, ink it got. I do remember two, that. Two errors in the wild pitch and three runs score, and I'm just like, I, do I can't. That. I can't laugh because Oakland's SID and UIC's SIDs in the press box. I can't laugh because then everyone thinks that I'm you know, a jerk. Yeah, but I'm thinking you what? don't see that every day. The next thing I did, I went to UIC's baseball's uh, Twitter account, and sure enough, they made a gift out of it. So I, I literally have that gift, and once it pops up late May, I'm probably going to share it with the world again. But I just remember. Rerun scoring on one string of two errors in the wild pitch. I got to like, tell you the story about Detroit. Tell and, me a story. And then we'll move. When I was coaching Dayton, we go up to play Detroit. Right. And again, it's not in the nicest area. It's it's not. No. We stayed out on one of the suburbs. I want to say Farmington Hills for some reason. But anyway, there was a mall across the street. So naturally, the players are going to go over there during you know the day. Yeah. One of my Manager, who's also on the page, comes running back and goes, Coach, you got to come over and get the kids or get the players. The mall cops have them almost arrested because they had their red Dayton jackets on. And I guess red is a gang color up there. They thought our players wearing our Dayton baseball jackets were in a gang. Oh, yeah. So I had to go over and just basically verify, no, these are – my college baseball players, they're just over here shopping, and they said, no, the Red Jackets are a gang up here, so you can't. That's wow. the kind, Yeah, that was Detroit back then. At least we're not Detroit. No, I mean, it, like I said, there's so, many, there's so many great stories. You remember Matt Zerker. Yeah, Matt Zerker's awesome. He was one of the managers in the last, the last games of the year. We always played at Notre Dame to finish regular season, and then the tournament was over there, and School was out here, so we just stayed there. Instead of paying for campus here, they had us just stay over there in the, whatever the hell it is, they, uh, days in, yeah. get your breakfast free. Those are stories that they tried to disguise um, French toast as garlic bread, but they tried to pass it off as French toast one morning. So you're literally eating garlic bread with Well, the first bite. Oh. So anyway, we're over there in between the end of the season and like three days that we're just there. Well, Pizza Hut had an all-you-can-eat. Buffet. Yeah. Well, they didn't, they did until Matt got there. And as the story goes, and I did not witness this firsthand, but it became a bet between like two or three of the players against Matt. Who can eat the most? Matt would take a whole pizza and fold it over like a sandwich and eat it. And they finally, I guess, the pizza decided he'd had enough and they, Called off the buffet, but Matt took on all comers and beat them all. That's the man. 
He's he he's was hard. Matt was a great guy. He's a hard working man. I he, had him and Barry Burns as my manager. We called him Axe and Smash because Matt's a large individual. Yeah. And Barry's about the size. Well, if he wears red, he looks like a thermometer. Ah. He's not. He's the before picture you see before you go on a health club. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy on the back of the comic book. Great. I mean, one of the smartest kids I have ever been around. You know, by I, far. I'll say this: I'm blessed to work with Matt at the Dragons and Dragons. Dragons. He's uh he's one of the official scorers, so I could see him. During Is the he summer. really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's uh one of three main guys. And when I started PA in a right state, he'd be the guy that always come to. Was like, hey, how do you pronounce this name? How do you pronounce this name for right state? So Matt yeah. works hard. He he really did a great job for me. I know he did a good job for Wright State before yes, they did. let him go, but yeah, I was blessed to have he and Barry Burns as managers that did so much, you know, for me as a coach and the team that I got lucky with those two. They were both funnier than could be. His website helps me out a lot when I do games on 97.5 FM because he has, you know, schools up north and CCC. He does a great job. I mean, he yes, works he very, very hard at it. That, so That guy is awesome. I that, hope he finds... A school that will treat him right. Northwestern Ohio in Lima. He's there. That a school? Yeah, that's the NAI high school. Oh, it is. Yeah, University of Northwestern well, we like, Ohio. We like we like NAI because they don't care about grades. The racers, they're called. They actually have auto racing as a sport, and that's the school that has the what is it? The purple infield or is it the purple outfield or the maroon? Sorry, I forget what it is, but they have a maroon colored baseball. The infield grass. Well, it's turf, I'm sure, but... Yeah, it's turf. Uh, Guess you wouldn't lose the ball in it. Race. Wow. This is... This is... Um, unprecedented. Mark, you'll have to come over here and see this. Just so you know, I'm not pulling your leg. It's infield. And it's turf. It's... Yeah, I the think stuff it's, they're playing on now, how the hell do you slide on that without tearing your ankles, your butt, and everything else? Now, I don't know. It's, I know when Rice State first got it, the trainer would tell me they were having more trouble with kids trying to slide because they didn't know how because yeah. of the, you know, you're afraid to. Yeah. But it must be, it must stand up to batter's box abuse and everything else. Well, the problem is, well, not the problem, but the difference is at Wright State, your only things that are still dirt. The mound. Mound and bullpen. That's, That's it. it. Everything else so is. So you wear turf shoes unless yeah. you're a pitcher. Yeah. All right. Next. I, mean, I, I swear, you should come over and look at this. I can't even get up from behind here. Okay, after the podcast, then. Go go search. What I search is NWOH Racers Baseball Field, and you'll see it. It is Some a maroon. Like wrestling thing. And they have a checker, checker flags on the side. That's cool. Okay, so my next thing is, you mentioned flying to hoop. There's also a Martin Luther King weekend hockey tournament. And as you know, me being the voice of two high school hockey teams in the area. You're the voice of everybody around here. I wish. But um, Centerville is hosting the tournament. It's at South Metro Sports. Starts Friday at 5 and goes on Saturday and Sunday. There so you are... get flying to the hoop and hockey in the same weekend? Oh, I wish I were flying to the hoop, but the... Uh, no, couple... I mean in the town. Oh, yes, Holy yes. Holy cow. I should tell you about the year I worked flying to the hoop. I did... How many games was it? I think close to 15. The first day I couldn't work, I did two full days, Saturday and Monday. Had Miami Middletown basketball Sunday, so I had to cut it short. 
and I did two games afterwards. Uh, yeah, company said they'd hire me back. They never did. Also, they never paid me. So Go figure. Yeah. And uh, I've tried for years to get an answer from them, and I don't know why. So, SUV TV, what's the deal? Why haven't I been asked back to broadcast games, and where's my paycheck from years ago? Thank you. Nice, nice plug. Well, you know. <laughs> you know, if I can't get them, you know, through your email, maybe people will fight for me. No, I doubt that. But let's go back to the MLK tournament. You have local hockey teams in Elder, out of Cincinnati. Panthers, very good squad. Very good squad. Detroit Trojans. You have the host Elks, of course. You also have the Northern Kentucky Norse. Not related to NKU. This is a youth hockey squad. They're a very good varsity team. Indian Hill, not the Indian Hill High School Braves. This is the Indian Hill Winter Club Braves. It's, um, how do I describe this? It's the Rinks team, and you have to go to Indian Hill High School, I believe, or be around the area. You ever been to Indian Hill Winter Club? Oh, it's nope. beautiful. It's beautiful. It looks like a cabin. Then you step in the ice rinks like, holy cow, it's cold. It's even colder than Northland. And if you know high school hockey, you know that place I is I know where the coldest building I've ever been in. Well, let me take you to Northland one day. You'll really think different about their arena. So we have that going on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that's the teams that I know are going to be there. Centerville has... Elder first. That's Friday at five. If you it's like, it's got to be a pretty good, a pretty good money maker for the city of Dayton between all the flying of the hoop and then this. It's yeah. a pretty good weekend. That is a very good weekend. There's a lot of sports around here, and that's why I started my podcast. You Your know? UD Flyers are up at halftime, forty-three thirty-three. Of course, by the time people hear this, game be over. But I, up by ten. I totally forgot about. Wait, what'd you say? Forty-seven thirty-five. Forty-three thirty-three with thirteen seconds going halves with mine head. Mine's got half forty-seven thirty-five flyers over the spiders. Then again, on Twitter, all I see is fire Mooney when people talk about Richmond. And speaking of that, I have another college baseball story to dive in real quick. When I was a little kid, I wasn't in the sports. I didn't get in sports until high school, so I, I wonder what my life would be like if I was in sports as a kid. But never mind. Uh, the Spires were at the Dayton Mall in the food court by Lazarus. So I look over and like, oh, cool, Richmond, Indiana. Maybe the Richmond Spiders? Yeah, I, I didn't know that they were Richmond, Virginia. I thought it was just like Richmond, Indiana. So, we played, me. We played in Richmond a couple times. Um, Earlham played in the minor league ballpark over there. Oh yeah, McBride. And, and they have they have their own field now in Richmond. It's, it's kind of a favor to the coach. We'd go over and play them once a year. You could play in two non-division ones. I love good McBride. ballpark. I love McBride Stadium. Uh, John Kate was the guy yep. that was responsible for that. He took so much care of that. It's a great ballpark, no doubt. My two years with the Richmond River Rats, which is a summer, well, was a summer. I thought they were the team. Richmond Roosters because Andy Furman owned them. That was the Frontier League team. I'm talking about after. Just moved to Traverse City. They were the River Rats, and they were in the Prospect League. And our closest opponent would be the Chillicothe Paints, also a former Frontier League. Nice team. trip. Yeah. And the second closest was oh the Terre Haute Rex, but we couldn't play them because they were in the West. We didn't play West opponents like except one time. That was it. Um, 
The two years I was at McBride, I love that place. Old wooden Old box. Old school. Oh, yep. yeah. That place was awesome. Let me tell you about the game. I forget which year it was, first or second for me. So the outfielders are out there, right? And skunks can get in underneath the outfield fence. There's about three of them out there. So the outfield's playing, uh, the center fielder's playing right center, just so they didn't get sprayed by the skunks. We had to wait a couple minutes so we can try to shoo the skunks away. It was just like, ugh. And then there was the game in Chilla Coffee that got postponed because a tree fell into the park. I'm like, ah, minor league baseball. Ah, paints. Chilla Coffee paints are still going strong. Richmond now has the Richmond Jazz of another league, but I like this league that they're in now because they have a lot more opponents. I mean, Hamilton. It's Richmond right. Jazz? Where do you get jazz in Richmond? Well, isn't that part of their history? Music, jazz? I don't Could know. Could be. I mean, they had a team, actually had a team, River Rats, back in like the 30s, and the Richmond Roses, and like you mentioned, the Roosters. Like I said, I wish I was in sports when I was a kid, because Eaton had Richmond Rooster stuff that they sold, like those big, those big like sixty-four ounce mugs that you can just carry around. That's a great thing about minor league. You have dollar beer night. Keep the mug and bring it back, and you get another one. Yeah, that was. Now those are promotions. They're great. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a thing I should have thought about. I forget if you asked that. I asked you did that. The best yeah. promotions. Yeah, I didn't post because I've talked. To, I've told this story before when my uncle was with the Braves. He was a GM in Richmond at the time for the AAA club. Mm-hmm. Took a full page out ad, a full page out ad out in the Richmond paper for Sweetheart Night. Yeah. Guys kiss girls on the strikes. Girls kiss guys on the balls. One of the greatest promotions I've ever seen. It's unique. That's the thing. Oh, it was. It's unique. <laughs> he was unique to probably, say the least. Probably got a lot of slaps in there. Too, he was. But, hey, he, yeah. he almost was GM of the Reds. Actually, Bob Housen got the job instead of him. Huh. I always wondered what what happened because he was Charlie Finley, and you know, I mean, he was a he was interesting to say the least. Yeah. One executive of the year in AAA a number of years, um, but an interesting character to say the least. We got to be closing in on two hours here. I know, I know. And I know you said not to keep it two hours. But you know what? I like talking sports with you. All right with me. I'm just thinking about the people trying to listen to all of it. Yeah, I mean, you know. I know. I'm sorry. But uh, we'll close it up pretty soon. Uh, the Springboro shootout was actually last weekend. I called six of the eight games. And for the first time ever in my career, I had to leave a broadcast because I was ill. That's a lot of games. Yeah, that's uh, that would have been eight games. There was four teams: Host Springboro, Elder, Beaver Creek, and Sycamore out of Cincinnati. Man, when I broadcast these games, it's it's nice to hear the family and the friends and the players come up and like we love the stuff you do for us. Um, I, I'm I'm blessed. Well, it makes it worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, one of these Sycamore fans actually came up to me after you know Saturday night. We've got. I was done with six games total that day. Centerville played in the middle, and there was a peewee uh, level game that I did too. One of the Sycamore fans comes up and like, "Thank you for saying all the nice things about us." I'm like, "Well, you, you, uh, you, Aves, 
guys are playing hard. You guys are a good team. And you guys are going to be like a sycamore tree. You're only going to grow up. And I, yes, I did use that on the broadcast. But That's nobody it. else is doing what you guys, what you're doing. So no, it I does mean, make it worthwhile. For high school hockey around here, I know it's not the big sport. It will always be football, then boys basketball. But, but somebody's but, playing it. Yeah, these kids are playing it. Girls and boys are playing ice hockey. And you know what? They don't get enough recognition. Oh, well, 22 was out at the Pond of Dreams talking about Beaver Creek and Springboro playing a pickup grade. Great. How about talk about, you know, the regular season? You know, Springboro's doing well in a league that's all but two teams are in Columbus. And Liberty is one of the top teams in the state of Ohio that's not near Cleveland and Toledo. It makes it, it makes it worthwhile. Um, it doesn't fill a collection plate, obviously. No, I know. But it's a labor of love. It's that's that's kind of what I fight doing. This you get so many nice comments, but on the other side of that coin, you're going. If you only knew what comes with it, yeah. The midnight calls, the three in the morning texts, and people go turn your phone off. Well, what if it's somebody important? Yeah, you know, you don't know. You just take for granted that people have some kind of common sense going, you know what? He might be in bed. Unfortunately, it's humbling that people want to talk to you, but usually in in the morning, people know that's when I'm posting, Mm -hmm. posting for everyone. And it takes time. When people will text me or try to get a hold of me and then get irritated when I won't answer them, well, I'm trying to do it for everybody. It's not personal. No, I'm just trying to get... It's and a for everybody, love, like you said. It's when I get rolling, you don't want to be blocked and stopped because then you, you kind of have trouble getting kick started again. Where was I? What you know? What where was I at? So I mean, I don't have that problem. I mean, you know, it's a people, nice problem to have. Yeah, I you mean, know, people. Don't, I mean, I and, and people have asked. I have stopped for the most part accepting Facebook friends unless I know who the people are. One, what the hell? Everybody's on a page anyway. Yeah. You're all getting to it one way or another. I mean, so people can post. I just don't take the chance of getting hacked or whatever you you know, and everybody's on it anyway. So it's a it's a very nice problem to have. I mean, I don't have that problem. I mean, you will. I I see hockey players follow me on Twitter all the time, and it's it's cool to talk to them. It's one of them will make the NHL, and remember that. That cool. they will. I mean, sooner or later, the odds are in your favor. Somebody's going to hit the jackpot. I mean, these kids, these are good kids. First off. Not even talking about ice hockey playing. They're good kids. Second off, they work their tails off. I mean, some of these teams, because the lack of ice around the Dayton, Ohio area, not talking Cincinnati, just Dayton. You have Kettering. You have South Metro. You have Springfield. Where else you got? That's and it. That's no, it. No hair. No, no more hair. And high schools weren't utilizing hair because there's no teams. I mean, Troy's got Hobart. and I'm mean, surprised they didn't. I thought that might save it. The high schools and yeah. even the old old timers leagues, they got to play somewhere. Yeah, but that's that's. I mean, wouldn't it be a hoot if you're a player to go play at Hera? All that, all the I history. I mean, my in God, there? all the history would be like going and playing basketball at the Coliseum. Why do you think for the first three years of the Demons, I mean, I didn't get paid. I didn't get paid. I was, you know, I was doing it because welcome I love to the radio. <laughs> welcome to broadcasting. Am I right? Yeah, you don't get I paid mean, in either. I mean. We got free food, but I can't eat any of it because of my dairy allergy. But I did it because you don't want to eat anyway. Yeah, there's no pizza, but you know, I mean, the history of hair. I always love going up the spiral stairs 
I oh God, seeing... I hated those things. Oh, I hate carrying the oh, equipment. Oh my God, oh, let me it felt like a that. fire, you know, fire escape. I hate, I hate to be the uh, the cameraman with his gear. I mean, oh my God, like... I remember those things. Oh, I hated that place. Oh, I love those. I mean, except when I had the gear. And seeing B Man dance with his shirt off. Um, when B Man came over to my side of that the was, press box, that was scary. That, yeah, I, I'm I'm still traumatized by that. And if B Man ever comes on the round table. I'm going to tell him that I was traumatized. Did by you that. see the picture that Nuge posted, by the way, um, on the latest thing? Yeah, um, I I couldn't resist. I had to comment. I mean, it was so funny, Nuge. I you, couldn't help it, Nuge. If you could keep your you shirt got me. on, oh, unless, no, no, unless, no. unless you no. can give me a job at WEBN, then Nuge looks like a Volkswagen with his shirt off. <laughs> he does. But it was so clear. He actually need, made a calendar out of those pictures a year or two ago. We need Nuge on one of these. News is hilarious. I he's, I would he's a probably classic. I would probably he posted that and he got me. I couldn't I couldn't not you know because I post a lot of his stuff anyways pictures. Huge. He is outstanding. I forget what I was really talking about. I think I got the Springfield shootout. Oh yeah, being able to broadcast a lot of local hockey. It's great. I mean, the Elks family has taken me in, and I felt like, you know, I graduated from Centerville. I didn't. I graduated from a school that didn't Yeah, I love that free swag they give you. Oh, I love my jacket. I love my hat. It's, um, I don't think I'm ever going to stop wearing it. Even See, that's the thing that's the rewarding part. The people that, that appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. And it takes one person to hear you. If all of a sudden somebody gets ill, an announcer, and they need somebody, oh, yeah, Lee does it. Yeah. You, you never know, so that's why it's hard. That's I mean, hard for you to quit because you yeah. never know. I mean, and also my heart is envious because I love it. If it didn't, you got to get out. Yeah, don't be much. don't be nutty like me and get up at all hours just to type something. No, I don't think I'm. I'll do you that. will maybe, be. Well, maybe I don't know. But in case you want to go to the MLK hockey tournament. Like I mentioned, Centerville takes on Elder First Friday. It's actually at 5.30, not 5. Uh, it's at South Metro. Uh, it's not very much to get in. It's under 10 bucks for a ticket. So come on in. You get to see great hockey. If you want to join us Saturday, Elks start at 8.30. Not the first game. The first game's at 7. I don't know who plays at 7, though. And the Elks will take on Troy. And the thing about Troy is, this is a Trojans team that tied us 3-3 in the Mayor's Cup back in December. So, it's a pretty tough Trojans team. Don't look at their record. Just look. If you, you like know. basketball or hockey, yeah. this is where you want to be this weekend. Exactly. I mean, What's it cost to get into that thing, just out of curiosity? What, the, uh, the MLK tournament? Um, I mean, is it something families could go to reasonably, or is yeah, it... I mean... I mean, it's not something you're going to have to go get a loan to go to. Oh, no. Trust me. I mean, they'll have all day... They'll have all tournament passes for, like, you know, fairly cheap. You Come watch Just wear your winter coat and you're good to go. Actually, you don't have to wear your winter well, outside, I guess, but there's a lobby at South Metro. That's where we broadcast from. Sit up there. You get to smell food. That isn't bad. You're warm. Yeah. I mean, if you want to freeze, go ahead. It, it's a little better view than it is. Oh, I just realized that our broadcasting gear is in the team picture for the Centerville Ox. I didn't notice that until now. As long as you're so. in a team picture, that's all that matters. And hockey fans in Dayton. One of the assistant coaches for Centerville is Jock Lamro, an Air Force guy. He works with head coach Scott Mathis at the base. He was Is he related to Jock Strap? No. I'm just curious. His sister's actually I mentioned this on one of my uh, podcasts. Is his cousin Jock off? 
Okay, Mark. That's well, I just well, he's Canadian, French. Um, wee oui, wee. Oui. I don't know where he's <laughs> Well, his name's Jacques. He better be from somewhere north. Could be from I, Sweden, I guess. God, I don't know, but um, Jacques Lammer is a good guy. He helped the demolition get to the playoffs in their only year. I mean, with him and the two other Air Force guys and Scott Kozlak and Ryan Timer, I mean, that team really turned around. They looked great. One of these years, or one of these days, I'm going to do that trivia. Yeah. Name the nicknames of all the Dayton teams: the Arrows, the Demolition, the Dynamo, <laughs> uh, the Gems. That'd be really cool. Round I mean, how many could you come up with? I can come up with the Dayton a lot. Indians way back when baseball. Uh, did you say Ducks already? Who? Oh yeah, the Dayton Ducks. Forgot about them. Uh, the Silverbacks, the Sharks. Oh god, I forgot about Silverbacks. Dynamo 1.0, 2.0. Silverbacks Bart- where the floor came up and the walls fell down when you weren't into them. But I got yeah. my football. Hey. It's in my case over there. The sand colored football. I like that. Man, Dayton Sharks football was cool to broadcast, so I never got that to. That game there was interesting. Yeah. B-Man and I went out to one of the games. Now, I'd already got had that football because they gave it to me on air. So right. B-Man and I go out to here. We'd actually given away tickets on my show. Mm-hmm. So B-Man calls me up. Come on, let's go out to whatever they were called, Silver Reefs or Backs or whatever the hell they were. Yeah, okay, so we'll go. Backs. So instead of sitting on the opposite side of the benches where all my – crowd was listeners we yeah. sit across and down like away from everybody yeah we're in the second row and there's nobody and the rules back then as you know if the ball goes in the seat you get to keep it yeah opening I'd... kickoff both of us had a beverage in each hand well it was you know yeah kicks off ball bounces like a ground ball then turns right it hits right to, you. right to us. It hits, <laughs> hits me in the knee, and I'm not going to catch it. i got beer in my hand. Drops right between us. I just looked at him and went, I already got one. You can pick that one up. <laughs> Hutchin was across the thing filming, and he right at us. So we're on TV that night. <laughs> yeah, we're waving at Hitch. But, yeah, so B-Man's got a football, too. The only cool. game we go to, I just remember the walls falling down when they ran into them, and the turf coming up when the players would stop. Yeah, last the last year of indoor football era, um, it wasn't pretty with the turf because it was held by duct tape and. I remember if, a lot of the duct tape. If uh, if you got underneath the duct tape, then oh, there's you a lot of cement. Form. Yep. Yeah, I remember that going. Wow, this well, is interesting. Unless they had the hockey, the ice hockey. Oh no, it and was they, flat concrete. Oh, so it was when the. Ice so was I just remember there. going. You got to be kidding me with this. But no, that was I do remember that we had them on a show a lot. And yeah, the roller derby girls, um, some I mean, of the great names those girls came up with. Oh, the Korean girl named Soul Sister or something. <laughs> That's pretty unique. I mean, I need to do an episode. I mean, they weren't Joni Weston in the Blonde Bomber, but yeah, you know, you, know, you give them credit. The yeah. Rasslers, same thing. These guys are down on Third Street. I don't even rock star, pro star, or something like that. Rockstar feel, wrestling. I, I feel like that's right. I mean, I one of my it. friends actually helps Rockstar. out with indie wrestling. That sounds baby. right. Yeah, give them credit, man. They're in here getting pounded on. That's the love of they're doing that. And we're doing this. So exactly, it's the love of the game. Uh, I wanted to finish off with three things, but since this is already hitting the two-hour mark, I'll save two of those for the next roundtable. What's the three choices? I'll pick them. 
Okay, so the three choices I have. This one's coming off your page. Your 2018. Are you Mark Neal stealing my stuff again? Well, that was a you, layup. Man. You you, you caught on. me. That was you a layup. caught me. <laughs> just uh, just email my PR director. <laughs> I swear which is I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> hey. That was too easy. Yeah, but um, I do. I mean. I give you credit. Thank you very much. <laughs> I give you credit. Give me credit. That's for all it is. I mean, it just that's how it works. So I want to have local sports predictions for this year, or the most ridiculous thing heard about sports, which you know, Lavar Ball is my pick. Easy. He'd be go. right there. And the one thing, the last thing I have. If you could build one thing in the Cincinnati Dayton area that's sports related, what are you picking? Why? No budget limits. It can be anything related to sports as long as, you know, it has a sports. I can just off the top of my head, and I know this, not the direction you're aiming, but I'd build a radio station so you could have legitimate sports talk in that area and also use it as a grooming tool, kind of a learning process for people trying to get into the business. You Um, You want to know the funny thing? That's the first thing I ask myself. That's like I would build a radio station. I mean, it's like ICB and their learning radio. This yeah. would be the same thing, where you would give people an opportunity to try it. Not every school has this. Centerville has it. I think Fairmont has something like that. They have TV. I think. I mean, you want legitimate shows, but say at night, ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Give these people a chance to go on air. Why I'm, not? I'm from Valley View. I'm from the Twin Valley South and Valley View areas. We don't have that. We had a school newspaper. That was it. Dayton I, doesn't have it either. They're a big city. Well, they have DPS. They had one at one time. Can I tell you about WDPS and 89.5 FM? I like jazz music, but sometime in the evening it switches to Spanish radio. And on the weekdays, or, uh, weekends, Spanish radio. But if you go to the website, nothing about it. So what's that about? It's about money. I still listen to it because some of the music is actually pretty cool. But I know, know one thing I would probably build. Um, there's a lot of ballparks that are around mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily getting used, unfortunately. Um, surprisingly, I would not say a baseball park or a football stadium. Kickball, only because of what's going on with the crew and um, Cincinnati. Well, the Dynamo are looking to go pro, and Roger Glass isn't going to be an option because the Dynamo wants something that I mean, they can control. I so. guess just off the top of my head would be a hockey arena in yeah. between Dayton and Cincinnati, big enough to house or house a pro team, not, not an NHL team, but big enough to house a pro team and still be used for. Like you said, there's not enough sheets of ice. No, I mean, I don't know really golf course. We got plenty of those. Yeah. Um, God, that's a good one. That's real good. I mean, for the next round table we do, I was thinking about asking it just so. That's you know, a good one. Um, I mean, if you if, if you, you think about it, Cincinnati and Dayton's a great market for sports. You said yourself, it's an epicenter it around was, here. For but, me on radio, Dayton was the best because you're not. Locked into Cincinnati, where you're pretty much Reds, Bengals, whatever. In Columbus, you're Ohio State, and that. Here, you're, you you had them all. Yeah. You know? Um, The only other thing that comes to my mind, and I don't know 
how well it would work or where you put it is another arena. Um, Cincinnati has the shoe, they have Cintas, and they have the one on the river. U.S. Bank. But I guess where I'm aiming it is you have a neutral site if and when you ever decide to play Wright State, Dayton, or whatever. It's yes. that third venue. But I would put it or better worse in Middletown. Or I mean Middletown's slowly getting there. But I if mean, you put it here, whether Beaver Creek, wherever I mean I don't know. the problem is I know one place I would put an arena in Middletown. I would take out Town Mall, get rid of the Elder Beerman and Sears that's already gone. But the problem is they already re- renovated Dillard, so now it's actually got space. If, I mean, that's that's close to seventy five. You want something where you it's easy to get to. Well, if it's all six seventy five, oh, I'm thinking, okay, bad. you build it big enough actually for the, basketball and big enough for hockey. You you'll love this. Uh, a few years back, I remember reading the Dayton Dutch Lions, looking at the, that's not what their name is. Yes, it is. You're not going <laughs> to say it. If you make me do anything, I swear this. No, I swear. The Dayton um, Summer's Eve Lions. Come on. I didn't say it. Uh, <laughs> There's always anyway, ways around it. <laughs> anyway, they were looking at, you know, where the 725 ramp comes out if you're hitting south on 675. You you hit oh, yeah. Yankee. You don't hit yeah. 725. That woods by, what is that, Southview? Mm-hmm. Those woods, they wanted to tear them all down and build like a huge soccer complex with many fields and then a pro stadium field. That's interesting. I mean, I mean, this has been years ago. I mean, Whatever happened to Rotary? Isn't that a big kickball facility in Beaver Creek? Yeah, I think it's still there. I know it was softball for a long time. I just wonder. Um, I would like to know what happened to the West Carrollton Arena plants. Because, did you read the... Same thing that happened to UD at Bojan Field. <laughs> that idea. Yeah. Or the Austin Landing Arena, which... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I mean, it's right there. Yeah, and you got the airport but... right there for you? Well... Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, that was when Austin Landing or Austin Boulevard was just getting their. Well, there's a lot of space over there still, as you well know, right down the street here. Well, they're building a urgent care for Kettering around. Yeah, that is a large crane over there, isn't it? Yeah, so I don't know how much space you have left for that, but still, it's right here on the highway. I mean, this was during when the bombers were still a thing. They were talking about this that many moons ago. Yeah. I mean, I like that. That's an interesting question. I, I don't know what else you could even. I mean, consider you took my radio station idea, except you took it from me because I had it in my head first. So you better give me credit for that. Uh, I mean, I really, I don't know what else. I I would build one of those. I mean, hockey rinks. I just wish the Bombers followed through with what they were going to do when they moved. Well, to Well, I'd like to see Hera get saved for high school old timers leagues. I don't know if they could. Problem Do is, it money wise. The problem is, Harris so far away from the high schools that have hockey here. I mean, you got Beaver Creek. What would you rather have? A little bit of a drive or no hockey? Fair enough. You want midnight practices or you want to go to Hare Arena? Well, they're technically 5 a.m. practices. Centerville has those. The Roosters too. don't play hockey. You know, in the history in that building, to me, as a kid, that would be an honor in itself. I just wish there was more hockey options around the hair arena well, area. You it's got like kickball. You got to have the groundswell to get the interest, and that's where I'm a little surprised if all these high schools have it. What an idea to try to renovate here or give it life. 
I don't know how much it would cost. I have no idea. But if Probably. you have enough high schools donating into it, of course, then you get into Dayton public schools and whatnot. But I mean, Meadowdale, you got Cropwood, you got Northmonts. Why mean, do I have trouble picturing Meadowdale with a hockey team? I just hockey is. It's a, it's a niche. I mean, you got to have the right people, flavor, whatever. I mean, one thing I've always. Well, the one thing I asked when I was at Hobart this year for the Miami Valley Freeze Tournament is, if Hobart has all this ice, why is Troy the only high school that has a hockey team around them? What else is up there? Miami East, Covington, Troy Christian. Um, is there enough kids in Covington to even play hockey? I think so. It's probably the biggest town in the cross-county conference. I mean, they had a Kmart. I guess I'm thinking it's one of I the mean, small farm towns. And Bradford. How many and farmers are on skates? I mean, winter farming, I mean, that's I football, guess. that's basketball and baseball country up there. Yeah, so, I mean, Dark County, Preble County, forget it. That's a, that's a legitimate question. I like, that's very good. I like I, that one, actually. I like to see Miamisburg get hockey. I mean, it's not too I far. I thought they did. No. No, Miamisburg wow. doesn't have hockey. It's Centerville, Alter, Beaver Creek, uh, Springboro. Put your nose in the air when you say Tro- those cities. There you go. Troy. The Blue um, Bloods. Um and since Fairmont. now you have Elder, St. X, Muller, that's Fairmont, LaSalle. No, Fairmont doesn't have hockey. What? Yeah. Wow, I thought my it's... alma mater would have some ice. Kettering Alter is the only one in Kettering. Well, that's interesting. They have a team with, I think, 12 total skaters, 12, 13. And... Well, we never had swimming back in the, when I was there either. Now they do. Can I talk about how... There's swimming teams in high school, but yet they have to go to faraway YMCA's. Valley View has swimming. They go to Springboro. But that's a road trip to practice. Yeah. How do you? How, how? Well, I guess if they want the program, you know, I, somebody I, probably complained about no swimming, so they said, "Okay, fine." But here's where you got to go. And now Wright State's going to lose the swimming pool. Wright State's going to lose a lot of things the way their financial situation is. I. I Twenty seventh of January, and it's free to park and free to get in. If if you folks like me at all, come out and bid these Raiders adieu. It's going to be Xavier coming in in his last home match in program history. I mean, I would I imagine it'll be a good crowd of all the alumni. Yeah, and I get to announce it. How do you announce a swimming match? Um, he jumped in a pool. He got real wet. That's about it. And the race is over. Oh, wait, they're I mean, going back. My no. swimming reports are that good. Broadcasting, Wright State has a broadcast for swimmings, and literally it's, you know, how the progress goes. Like That's like TV Olympics. He's out in front. So what I do for PA, I announce what the event is. This is event one, the 100-meter Butterfly. You know, I know those swimming in those terms. Yeah, butterfly. That's a good one. Um, individual medley. You know, you got actually the first off is. Uh, isn't that one? I don't know, but it's a rally. Do they get people for that now, as opposed to when it was back years ago? I mean, there's there's a there would decent... be a lot of people for Xavier. I have to think the last one ever. Yeah. Are they going to get free T-shirts out? Squirrel T-shirts or free hot dogs like they do at basketball? There's no concession stands. Wait a minute. Yeah. No concession stands in an athletic event. It's free to get in. 
It's the only well, so right Sinclair paper. basketball, but they got concession stands. You have to pay for parking. This one you don't. You could park in the visitors' lot, you know? Wow. As a Wright State alum who couldn't park in the yellow lines until, like, after 5 on Fridays, I get to park in the visitors' lot, and they can't do anything to me, so. wonder well, they're sinking fast. Wow. I mean. Interesting. These are good kids, these Raiders. Oh, they're I'm sure kids, they are. And I know how heartbroken it is, and I know. I've, I've talked to people that I work with at Wright State. They, it sucks. It sucks all the way around. And I'm not taking sides because I know that's not going to end well. But come out, support the Raiders against Xavier. Like I said, the 27th. I think it starts at 11 a.m. Actually, I have Wright State side up. How about if I just look at it? I think it's Xavier. I don't know if I complete it. Yeah, it's still listed for 11 a.m. at the Wright State Natatorium. I don't know if I finished my thought, but for PA announcing, I announce what event it is, and what I do is I'll list the opponent's swimmers first, and then Wright State swimmers, and then the officials make sure that I shut up. Then they sound the horn, swim, 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 and then once everyone finishes, your winner is in lane three for Wright State, this guy or this girl. I, I think you guys get the hint. That's going to be the last regular season swim meet, by the way. On February 21st, the Raiders will head to Cleveland, Ohio to participate in the Horizon League Championships. So, like I said, come on out the 27th, 11 a.m., free to park, free to come in. You know, watch the swimmers. It'll be a good day. And it's also senior day, too, technically. So, yeah. Everybody's texting me. I don't know when you're... Gonna have this posted. Whenever I, I told shut you, man, up, you're a popular individual on here. When, whenever I shut up, um, I'll have to I'll have to save that question again for the next roundtable. All right. It's all right with me. Well, Mark, uh, any final finalizing words before I send this to edit and post? Oh, by the way, real quick, halftime score: Miami forty-six, Kent State twenty-five. No, I. This is. These are always fun to do. They bring back a lot of good memories for me from the show and getting the people involved. And, and had, we've had a lot of good uh, response from them. People asking me last week when we're going to do some more because they enjoy listening to them. Um, and like I said, we've got Travco and Johnny Ortiz Jr. scheduled for the Ohio State-Michigan showdown oh, next Monday. No, it'll be, it'll be civil and peaceful. I'm looking forward to it. Actually, Johnny's texting me now. Um, he's getting all kind of ready for it. <laughs> um, we've got some other ones lined up coming. And uh, like I said, these are a lot of fun. Um, and as we said before, if they want people want to get involved, all they got to do is drop us a message. Let us yeah. know. Mark and handles. We'll schedule them. Mark handles the people. I just handle the equipment. But No, it, these are always, always good. Um, and I have Mark on because Mark's the man. Jeez, that used to be. Hey, maybe with the people that love you for your post, I mean, that's that's a hat that's a hat tip, sir. That's a hat tip. No, I just I want to say thanks again for everybody being part of the page, part of listening to the podcast as well, and we really look forward to doing more of these. And uh, as I said, I'll start writing again probably in the next couple of days. And yes, Polly, one day the idea of having. You know, a women's roundtable. It'll happen eventually. When? Hell freezes over. 
Help Michigan. No, actually, actually, I've talked to a number of the females on the page. It's just like with Johnny and Trapper trying to coordinate everybody's schedule. People's schedule is a tricky thing. I get no. That. Your schedule is a tricky thing because you have things you got to do and you got the equipment. So, and people work. Yeah. It's not easy for them sometimes to get here during the day, like when you and I do a lot of them. Not tonight. We're doing one at night. Um, but no, I mean it's it's hard to coordinate everybody at one time. If it was easy, we'd be doing them all the time. Exactly. And and folks, I do want to thank you for all the kind words and everything and your listenership. It means a lot to me. You can catch this podcast on iTunes and your favorite iOS players, along with Google Play, the iHeartRadio app, TuneIn, Stitcher, CastBox, Acast, Overcast, Anchor.fm, PocketCast, Player.fm, Podbean, and Spreaker, as well as the host website, GemCitySports.com, and my website, TheLeeWMallon.com. And partly cloudy, sunny, and warm after that forecast you just gave. Chance of meatballs. Absolutely. Well, that will do it for episode number 22 in the books. Again, if you didn't listen to episode 21, where I wish you a happy new year, happy new year, nine days, now almost 10, into 2018. Let's make it a good one. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, for Mark Schlemmer, this is Lee W. Mallon signing off. Thanks for listening to The Gem on the Queen's Crown. Don't forget to like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown. Follow the podcaster, The Lee W. Mallon, on Twitter and Instagram. Also, visit www.theleewmallon.com and www.gemcitysports.com.